thank you for joining us on the Joe Rogan Experience Experience. If you haven't already, please like and subscribe. Give us a rating you feel we deserve and leave a comment. Follow us on Instagram at J-R-E-E Podcast. If you have questions or comments, you can always email us at jrepodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening. Hope you enjoy the show. Hey, gang, if you are in Ottawa, be sure to check out our sponsor for this podcast, Ward 14. Ward 14 is Ottawa's first and only consignment bar. That's right. Everything inside the bar is for sale. The bar stools, the bar tops, the board games, the fish. I don't know about the fish, but everything pretty much is for sale in this bar. They have a lovely food menu. They have uh, great specialty drinks. The staff are awesome. Uh, It's a quaint little place. If you're looking for a place to go in Ottawa, it's in the heart of Ottawa's Little Italy. Check them out. Ward 14, 139 Preston, right beside the fire station. Uh, Ward 14, sweet little consignment bar. Check them out if you are in Ottawa. Thanks so much. You are now listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Experience with Chico, Simon, Kamar, and your host, Matt Flo. All right. Welcome back, everyone. Kamar, that was, uh, that was good, considering how you're feeling. Well, I still got it. <laughs> You've always got it, buddy. Never lost it. Are you feeling better? Uh, I would say I'm 75%. It's good to hear. I'm not on any painkillers, and I'm, I have a little bit of mobility, so we're good. Simon, how are you? Uh, I'm doing really good. Thanks, Matthew. Excellent. It's um, nice to see you both again. Yeah, pleasure, pleasure. Chico, how are you doing? Get that thing a fist away from your mouth there. Come on. He's he, fine. He He's looks fine. Good. He Let looks him good. go. He looks good. Uh, how was everyone's week? Oh, long week, big parade. Happy St. Patrick's Day, everyone. Yeah, happy St. Patty's Day. Yeah, to- Kam- Kamara is feeling the effects of the St. Patty's weekend. We go down every year to Montreal to get it on the 196th parade, longest running in the world. Were you there yesterday? I was there yesterday. Did, I, was, I was in Montreal yesterday. Uh, did Buddy... Were you for St. Patrick's Day? No, I went to see a show. Oh, no way. Yeah, if I'd known you were there, we w- I would have tried to link up. Yeah, we totally should have. Yeah. Well, I was fucking shit-faced. You were three sheets of the wind? Yeah, did, but either uh, way. Did that comedian... Uh, did not pull you onto the, the it, float? No, he was he was a marshal, like one of those guys in the black, the black jacket and the top hat with a post just walking in the very front. But the party ended up being today, not yesterday, so I didn't go. So I ended up coming back a day early. But I had to take the train, and it was $230. Oh, Because he only had business class, but it's free drinks. Oh, okay. I hope you drank your 230 worth. I was like, back here with another season. Let's get it. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. For two hundred thirty bucks, I promise you, I'd drink one hundred and forty dollars worth for sure. I tried. It's, it's actually really nice though and enjoyable because the train station in Montreal is right downtown. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's right so downtown. We just walk there yeah. from the parade and hopped on. That's sweet. All right. Well, uh, for those of you joining us for the first time, welcome to the Joe Rogan Experience. Experience. Uh, the format is very simple. Uh, Kamar, Simon, and I have listened to every episode of the Joe Rogan Experience this week, and we're going to do our best to break them down. We're going to rate them. Uh, tell you what we thought about them and uh, hopefully give you a little more insight into those episodes. If you haven't listened to them already, you can decide whether you want to listen to them or not. And if you have listened to them already, well, it just further furthers the discussion. Pardon me. Uh, so should we just get right into it? 
Fire it up. Let's do it. All right, Simon. Number uh, and guest. 1261 Peter Hotez. Is that right? Hotez? Hotz. Hotz. I think it was Hotz. We're going with the Mexican pronunciation. <laughs> Hotez. Okay. All right. Um, so this gentleman was a doctor and he looked into communicable diseases. Is that right? Well, he looks into what he calls, uh, what are they? Jungle diseases or... That, that, the term that he deal used? with the poor. Tropical. Tropical. That was it. Excuse me. I think it was tropical diseases. I'm already I'm five and minutes into this. I'm butchering because it. Because of that, he got pulled into the discussion on anti-vaxxing. And that is kind of what they talked about for the first little while in this podcast. Well, okay. So because of that, he got involved in vaccinations, which then led the anti-vaxxers to be all over the guy. But he's... Oh, he's not an anti-vaxxer. I'm no, saying yeah. he got into the conversation with the anti-vaxxers. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to clarify, though, that like... I don't think he even meant to get involved. He just is a doctor who deals with vaccines and then he has an opinion. So that's why he got dragged into the whole thing. He offered his insight. We're all yeah. vaccinated. And here, his daughter, yes, his sir. daughter has autism. So it makes him the perfect candidate to talk yeah, about to discuss it. Yeah. For those, who, for those who say vaccines cause autism. That's right. Correct. Come on. Well, and let's be clear. Most people that say that have zero fucking medical background. They're going off of, a bullshit article that was posted like 20 years McCarthy. ago or Jenny McCarthy. Yeah. Um, which is pretty sad. But what this guy said, I mean, Joe was really trying to get an answer out of him. He even said that he had, um, friends who are anti-vaxxers who have autistic children. And I, I can totally understand from a parent point of view, you know, something is wrong with your child. You want to look for, some sort of excuse or All reason or something, right? And um, but he said right at the start, uh, they can see these these keys for autism far further back in the gestation period than giving needles to a, a newborn. Yeah. So it, it, after all of that, it just seems like kind of a moot point. Well, I'll, here's where I'm at with it. I think it's a moot point anyway. If you if you can sit here and say one in a million kids that gets vaccinated gets autism, I don't know. I mean, the, the odds are those are good odds. Those are slim odds. He was saying seven hundred fifty thousand to one that you get hit by lightning. So I'm saying. So come on, let's like really but look think at about it subject. too. Like you have to realize how many lives vaccines save versus the one in a million that might get might get autism. And I'm saying this knowing that it's not even true. I'm just saying I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate in the worst way here. Let's assume that that was true. One in a million is not the kind of number where you should then just be saying we're not vaccinating anyone across the board. It's a weak argument. No, my argument. Sure. Are there's, you marking oh, yeah. down number one uh, devil's advocate? That wasn't even a real devil's advocate. <laughs> Get out of here. Fuck. I don't even believe this shit. Um, Diablo avocado. Oh, I like that. Diablo avocado. That's what it is in Spanish. We should make those stickers. <laughs> Diablo avocado. Um, yeah, I, I, like I, I truly stand by that. If if I had a kid and you and the doctor said to me straight up, we we there's we know definitively, which they know uh, the opposite. But if the doctor said we know definitively, there's a one and one million chance that your child may develop autism after this shot. I would be like, well. What are the measles like? What is yeah. rubella like? like what, are, what are the odds that they're going to get one of those diseases? Yeah. And, you know, those wiped out large swaths of the population. And the worst part is it's poor people. Like in, in Minneapolis, uh, it's poor Somalians that 
that measles is ravaging their community because they're refusing to give the vaccines. Yeah. They're coming over and then now I, there's also some deeper stuff there where they don't trust doctors, which again goes back to like, you know, a whole other swath of shit. But the point being is it, I don't think it's like rich people that are being, uh, actually that's not true either. Cause no, Jenny McCarthy is a fucking there, idiot. There, no, yeah. there are a lot of like hippy dippy, yeah, yeah. you know, that super left, just I'm just saying, though, it. where the measles break outbreaks tend to be happening is in lower income neighborhoods in the States. Well, what's really scary now is that it's happening in New York and L.A. And well, it happened at Disney World. Right. Yeah. Well, again, I mean, measles you don't have to worry. Like, this is the best part is if you've gotten your kid vaccinated, you don't even have to worry. You don't have to worry. Not about that one. Anyways, no, you have to worry about a new form of measles, maybe popping up something more powerful than the uh, I mean, that's vaccine. The fear, yeah. But the, the fact is that vaccine is going to help you for the first part. It just won't get you over the hump, but it's still better than not having it. This guy was saying that, um, he doesn't even want to argue with anti-vaxxers because it's like arguing with, uh, flat earthers. They don't deserve to have the conversation. I totally see where Joe is coming from that if you're losing the conversation, then you have to have the con right. Like if, yeah, but okay, if you're not having the conversation and nobody is finding out about your cause, then you have to have the conversation. You need the information. Yeah. It's got to get out there somehow. Okay. But I think I kind of understood what he was saying in that he was like, um, fuck, I lost my train of thought. I haven't even smoked a joint today. I don't know. I, I, I got where he was coming from in that he was just like, you know, why give them, it's like the why give them a platform thing, which I get. It's, I also get that it's a large swath of the population now that, or large enough that you, believe you, it. But now, I'm sorry, I remember my point. My point was this. Joe keeps saying throughout the podcast, Joe like is like, well, wait, you didn't, you didn't say definitively there like they don't cause it or whatever. And he, he's such a scientist that he's like, well, I can't, I can't definitively say anything except for what we already know. And I think that's the problem is if you go to one of these, let's say he went and debated a bunch of anti-vaxxers, they're just going to keep calling him on that stuff. Mm -hmm. You just said right there, you didn't know for sure. And that, and then he looks like he's a, a kook or, you know what I mean? And he's just a legit scientist who refuses to say definitively anything. I got the impression defined. that Joe wanted him to give him a definite answer. So then Joe could use that as of course ammunition. Of course. Because he's going to run into the same problem with his friends. Well, you can't say for sure. But that's what I'm saying. Is yeah, like, no, no, I'm agreeing with you. Yeah, no, was, I know you are. I just, I, I, that was what got me is like the whole time I'm sitting here thinking like this guy spent his whole life being a good scientist, trying to be a man of science. And he's on this big platform and he's trying to remain a good scientist by not saying anything like, I mean, I think the whole thing is like bad scientists. Um, he needs Kleenex, Kamar. You can just ask. We're it's fine. Sorry, it's a podcast. Yeah. Well, he wanted to talk about weird, all new diseases though, and stuff. Yeah, well, I mean that was his thing. Is you know he's out there trying to save the true, the truly poor of the poor from diseases that they just can't save themselves and from. He felt he was getting bogged down with anti-vac talk, which he doesn't even think is worth talking about. I, I just don't think he was that great an orator to a, listen to. A neat topic. Uh, sorry. Not about him being a bad orator. A neat topic was that there was a tie-in between the Russian bots because they're having a problem with anti-vaxxers. Yeah. Well, real people <laughs> monopolizing the internet, but then 
that's just that's how you sow the seeds of dissent, right? Like these uh, bots or whoever is doing that will look for these type of scenarios where they, they could use a clip of this show of him saying that, like uh, yeah, probably. Put that in a feedback loop, and there you go. You got well. I mean, Joe made course. a really good point. It wasn't during this episode, but it must have been during the bot one, saying, "You know, I'm in huge trouble because I have ta- I talk so much that when it comes time for them to be able to take pieces, you know, they have yeah, that yeah, technology can, yeah, have now word. to f- to phony up your your sentences and whatnot. yeah, it's called Adobe. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, I will say that I think um. I can't fucking maintain a thought today to save my life. Well, let me help you out then. Sure. Is it not insane that something like an anti-vaccination campaign will have uh, lobbyists? Like what? No, everything has a lobby. It's really just yeah. Every, every every movement has a fucking lobbyist. But where are these? Where are they getting their money from? Like Joe was asking. That, well, think about right? it. Someone like Jenny McCarthy, Jenny who McCarthy. truly believes so in any rich person, she probably dumps in like ten million bucks. Fields are doing something really that good. poor fucking idiot. Nice tits. That <laughs> truly nice tits. She's married to uh, Donnie cares? Wahlberg. Is she? Well, she was well, really wow. She was fucking. She was on. For a bit. She kept showing up on. You know they had uh, Wahlburgers. Yeah, the Wahlburgers. Yeah. yeah. So huh. Donnie. He's the, he's the older he's the one, the singer, yeah, that's actor, yeah, Renaissance man. You got so it. this is what I wanted to say before was, so this guy kept, he seemed pretty salty about the fact, rightfully so, that um, his book was like number 12 on Amazon or something. Nine, and that, and, 19. Sorry, 19. And that all the 18 before it were all anti-vax things. Mm-hmm. That number actually, I found enlightening. I found that to be a positive number. The reason just being is, the reason that there's 19 books, 18 books ahead of his is because the large majority of the population believe in vaccinations and don't need to read a book that backs up said. That's a very good point, Matthew. I agree. I'm surprised Joe didn't say that because that's a really good point. Why you wouldn't read a book about I don't need to read a book about vaccines. Because you're not a moron. Why do I need to spend $20 on that? Like, mm-hmm. And that's what I was thinking is I was like, I, I this guy seems to be trying to sell his book to those people. To the anti-vaxxers. Like trying to change them. Or the uneducated. You need to get those people before they have a chance to be swayed by the internet. I think that's more what he was driving at. He wants to be, right, like, now that you can just, you know, you, you don't have to go to a library anymore to garner information. You no. can just pick up your phone. And, and he has a point. Look, if you type in anti-vaccines into your phone, the first whatever amount of posts that come up are nothing to do with real information yeah i mean sorry i haven't done that <laughs> i imagine well if, that's what he was saying yeah, no, let's I keep know. in mind though that's it's not the only topic where that happens on the internet it's not just vaccinations or anti-vax there's other stuff where you know absolutely this it's is a conspiracy just, theory. this is the conversation I mean, yeah. of the day or of this episode rather i mean i think kamar just brought up a great point too let's talk about the conspiracy theory aspect of it like if i <laughs> Do you think the entire medical community got together and are actively like trying to give kids autism? What's the end game of that? What is the point? Like, and I truly believe that the medical community, if they actually thought vaccines were causing autism, even at a rate of one in a million, they would be concerned. These are doctors. They care. I get that there's one, there's probably one in a hundred doctors. That's a piece of shit or maybe one in 10. But those numbers don't back up a conspiracy theory of this magnitude. I, I want to go back to what you first said is, what's the end game? What 
Okay, okay. sure. Let's say all on the that conspiracy one. theories. You know, if we take Kamar's moon theory, they did that because they wanted to beat the Russia. There are a thousand reasons. Give me one reason why the government wants to give your kids autism. Mind control. Or even then, it wants to give one in a million kids autism. That's not even a rate worth. No, but they're saying it's more. Anti-vaxxers aren't using okay, one fine. in a million. They're yeah, using they a, every gets, person who gets it has, has a, a, you know, a much higher chance sure. of getting autism. Anyways, point is, what's the end game? What 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 does the American government have to, to gain by having a bunch of autistic kids running around? All right. Well, uh, Diablo Avocado number two. Yeah. We could go to Alex Jones and say, what is the end game of giving half the population of Venezuela syphilis or whatever the fuck it was? Well, because they were testing shit out to see if they okay, could Okay, fair it. enough. Yeah, no, that, I don't remember that part. So if that's it. Then- they were testing it out to see sure. if they could then use it as a weapon. So are they using autism as a weapon? That is a long con game. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I guess what I'm saying is according to Alex Jones, they run these long con games all the time. So if you're if you want to go there, listen, I'm just, I oh, said, I said Diablo avocado. Okay? Yeah, no, no. I just, there's, uh, I don't uh, tell me somebody write to me and tell me why, what's the end game. Of Someone the, saw uh, Ray Bad. It was like, would it be cool if everyone was that's, like, that's <laughs> well, that's what I was thinking. Like, like we'll just have everyone counting toothpicks. You know, maybe they're trying to make a super race of like, uh, like army of <laughs> idiot savants, mathematicians. That's interesting. They're okay, all just in I the mean, desert, like 48 Iraqis over the hill. That was my Diablo avocado. <laughs> <laughs> they could count the sand in the desert. That's what I'm like, saying. I don't, I don't know. Anyway, Figure out how to get to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, they are spending money to make phony documentaries. Like, there's... There, the problem is there is that's not pretend that's not imaginary but that's, so that's happening that's the problem is whenever you find out that the government has done some shady shit like that when you then like have what Sorry. like the like the venezuela oh, okay i get it they're doing it to another country yeah but it always it plants a little seed of doubt and it has to even in me who like i'm not a big conspiracy guy i don't but it does make me think like it just plants a small seed, Simon, that makes me say, like, there's not nothing to this whole, why would the government do it? They're hiding tons of shit. Exactly. We know this. Yeah. We know that they're actually putting things in our water. Not it's negative things, but things. I don't know if they were planning on telling the public that they were doing that. What, put fluoride in the water? Yeah, it came out because of people finding out that they were putting something in the water. Anyways, my point is, I'm not uh, I'm not saying that the government isn't capable of lying or whatever. I just for there there's usually some Motive. palpable reason yeah. for them to do it, like money, it's always money. Power, yeah, listen, we something. Ha- I think we've occasionally seen too that sometimes it's just one person at the head of a department running wild. Occasionally that happens. Very seldom. I don't think that's what and, this and, is. It's and, been going on for too long. I'm not I, saying that's what this is. I'm just. I think because we all <laughs> hold the same position, we need to have an anti-vaxxer here to never. To, well, no, I'm not saying <laughs> I'm advocating for. It. I'm just saying. No, I know what you're saying. To hear we're all just yeah, we're all just. So why are they doing cocks. this? And they would what tell you. What was the whole bleach enema for kids? Yeah. Why? Why? Who was doing that? I think it's people. I think they're anti-vaxxers. I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want yeah, to be misquoted. I, so. I, I, Not that the, I think the note I have is bleach enemas? Question yeah. mark. <laughs> Just someone that thinks the human body should be disinfected on the inside. I mean, why you would give a kid an enema? Period is insane. Why you would do it with a, a caustic chemical? 
is fucking beyond me, but. I mean, I've heard of bleaching an asshole. But well, not, that's just because you want to get the brown out. I mean, that's going, totally different. Not, go, not going past the uh, asshole. I also assume they dilute it with some sort of water, but now I have to look into that. This guy was pissed at Amazon, though. Not for the normal reason like everybody else, but he he was like, uh, they should be checking the books they're selling because he doesn't understand why they're selling anti-vaccination books. Why is his 19th on the list? Yeah, I understand. Why are they selling those other 18 books? There's a tiny retailer. There's a tiny part of me that is like, yeah, that makes sense. Why are you letting people sell information that is so clearly geared towards misleading them? But I guess it's the same reason why Alex Jones should be able to have a podcast. I guess the argument, Simon, is that let's say the guy at Amazon who's in charge of deciding what is and isn't bullshit is an anti-vaxxer. Then that guy's book doesn't even get on Amazon. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, I just again, I just think it would be a bigger the dissemination of information is always the argument of like who is who's deciding what gets out. Like, well, what does that mean? Who's deciding at Amazon what books? I don't think they. I think all the books are allowed out. That's my point. My point is, if they decide, hey, we need to start a fucking <laughs> gotcha a chapter of it's Amazon. A very, it's a very slippery slope. I. Uh, I didn't say I agreed with him. I said there was a tiny little part of me. Of course, there's a tiny part of you that should agree that, I mean. You just want them to be accountable for something. Right now, it seems like all these giant count- companies are accountable to nothing. And, and not no pay tax. One. Well, that, don't get me started. Okay, but like, again, we have a government that like also should be. I'm, yes, absolutely. I yeah. Mean, what do we pay taxes for? I get it. Streets, roads, infrastructure. That's fine. All that's no, great. Not to fill Healthcare, But like, I don't know. If we're gonna if we're gonna put the onus on corporations to decide, I don't know. This is it seems like the Twitter thing all over again. Like we don't seem to want corporations to have that power. I mean, the only problem is because the kids interact with other kids, right? Like, there should be ideally say, fine, be an anti vaxxer and find your own way, but it just it impacts society so much that it is an issue that might be a bit look at i would not like to have measles or mumps this both sound gross <laughs> yeah 100 well, or rubella what's really bad and this actually comes into play for us uh our friend had it jesse is shingles it can be horrible he had it as a kid or recently no as a as a grown man like you get it when you're old we can get a yeah, vaccine coming shingles, up when yeah. you're like 60 or 55 they start giving you the the shots for it yeah it's like but your it, skin's on it fire. can be debilitating yeah. and the, apparently no um like normal uh painkillers don't help with it it's like a yeah it's a really weird thing i don't know if these guys are talking about it but i was hearing something on news that uh even like antibiotics are going to become we're all going to become immune to them like yeah we already are becoming immune to them. they already think i don't know if that if that's the same thing was gonna happen with these vaccines, but nah, it'll all be done before then. Don't you worry about it, Kamar. <laughs> there we go. Uh, Gotta start spending that money. I don't have. It, it did occur to me that it is interesting that there hasn't been a documentary about like the subculture of the anti-vaxxers. It's because their lobby's too big, too bro. Big. No, it, it would be no. A, it would be a very. Um, well, you didn't do any research. There could be something out there. You're absolutely there has to be. Right. A, Kamar, there has I to did be. zero no. research. Kamar's bang on. There's 100% of fucking. <laughs> I thought they said, funnily enough, there are no information to say. Well, you know what? I'm making a note. 
in my book right now and I'm going to go home and I'm going to look at and I'm going to see if there is one and I'm going to watch it if there is. But it goes back to what I'm saying. Like I, I, But I don't want to watch one. I want like the subculture of the people who believe in anti-vax. They're, I'm sure, anti-government. Like you'd be, I bet there's, you know how Joe says you can tell Republican, okay, I know you're on abortion, I know you're on guns and stuff. I'm sure there's some consistencies with anti-vaxxers. Oh, Maybe probably. Maybe in the, the shape of the earth might be. Well, this is exactly a, what I'm talking about. I, I, you know what I would like to say? I guarantee you there's a huge correlation between white housewives. They are the, the I would the say they are the key the, demographic that pushes the anti-vax movement. They're at home all day. They don't have jobs. They just read shit on the internet. Sorry, I missed who you said. White housewives. Mm-hmm. I read an I read an article the other day. I'm convinced it was like an Onion article, but I couldn't. I didn't take enough time to look into it. But I just quickly glanced. The headline was New Zealand to replace doctors with well-informed parents. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> and it's got to be the idea. Well, no, and that was it. I was like, this absolutely can't be real, but I saw it in passing and I was in like a real fucking rush. Um, that's the nuts and bolts. What, right what did I send you? That's, that's, these well-informed that parents are hilarious. That's it. Is what this makes you think? Yeah. Like what makes you think? Because you, you're on the internet and you've read a lot that you know more than. And I will say this again, Diablo Avocado. Doctors like, I can't imagine being a doctor. You have to read so many papers weekly just to stay up to date with like research and medicine and what's going on. Like it changes so, so quickly. Go ahead, Simon. You look like you have something. I do. So this was not an onion. This was, uh, so the article I read was legit. No, no, sorry. This was what I sent you guys. Some pet owners believe vaccines give dogs autism. Vets say that's not true. This was an article in the globe and mail. Yeah. Or some some legitimate newspaper. It was just it was a real matrix moment. It came out right after I listened to this podcast. I guess my question there is like, you care if your dog's autistic? How the hell would you know if your dog was autistic? I think all dogs. Your dog is definitely autistic. Hundred percent. He stacks blocks two by two. Okay. (laughs) He tells you how many kibbles there are in the bag before you even open it. He separates them and spells out. Yeah. No. Um, I. I, Not a joke though. they were saying that they used to uh, say that it was 10 to one boys to girls who got autism. But now that was just because we didn't do the doctors didn't didn't do do a good enough job. And now they're seeing that a lot of girls who they think have autism gets translated into eating disorders and all sorts of various other um, things they were passing off as, you know, normal teenage stuff or a normal teenage stuff, whatever, N- nothing to do with autism. But yeah, a lot of it was probably just, you know, a lack of knowledge of the doctors. And I mean, the problem at the end of the day is we've seen it for the last hundred years that 20 years down the road, you know, the medical association comes out and is like, we got that fucking dead wrong. Well, it makes me wonder how big the spectrum for autism really is. It's probably fucking massive. And Everybody probably has a little bit of it. And the guys you knew as a kid who were weird were probably having some sort of aut. You know, all all I'm saying is it's probably not, it's probably a very massive spectrum that everybody falls. So you also just saying that autism just has a negative connotation that maybe it shouldn't have at all. Well, no, I, I, there's probably varying degrees of it. Like there is anything else, but I mean, it doesn't have the same stigma it used to. The fact that they even are calling people autistic now instead of calling them, you know, mentally disabled or whatever. 
leaps and bounds. Yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> I don't really know. I, I, I mean, I'm o- I only play a doctor on television. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess it's how bad is your autism, you know? I'm sure some people are born with it. Yeah, yeah, come on. I, I got the number in front of me. I guess you do. Simon, he's trying to show you. Show me the number. I see it. We're going to keep on track today, man. We're going to try. That's for sure. And what other notes you got there, sweet tits? Just taking a look. Did you enjoy listening to him talk, though? I mean, I know you didn't think he was a great auteur. I found it interesting um, just because it, it was it was a different podcast than we're used to. Oh, let's talk about what he wanted to talk about because, sorry, what did we have left there, Kamara? For his sake. Don't worry. We got like 10 okay, minutes. Perfect. But Kamara, what did you didn't? You didn't. I I've, thought, I've, I've, honestly, it was hard to listen to. Okay. But, but uh, maybe like you're saying, avoiding all the hop hot uh, button topics that have come up and stuff and there's no it it, it just didn't seem um overtly political they didn't talk mm-hmm. about like the normal you know spectrum of joe yeah, rogan i, I can appreciate that i just i found it was like you know it was I, a grind for I'm you a, i'm a vaccinator or whatever you I'm, a, call, I'm a vaccinator already so so like i said let's talk about the uh the weird diseases I'm sure because that's what he sure. wanted to focus yeah. on anyways he would have um, wanted that. <laughs> so he said it, that he would have thought that the diseases would have occurred in the poorer countries, but they actually occur more in the poorer neighborhoods in the richer countries, which is really scary to think about. But I guess it makes sense. And then these there, are it's the diseases? same conditions in, you know, um, some terrible neighborhoods in Baltimore that it is in some terrible neighborhoods in Africa, I guess was his point. Uh, stacked tires discarded are one of the major yeah, ways that these things yeah. are bred. So that can happen anywhere. It doesn't just have to be yeah, still water. Um, I mean, close enough to home for us was that whole Zika thing. I don't know if you knew, I knew people in Florida and they were like legitimately, you know, were having to work their lives around this fucking crazy disease. If they're thinking of having a baby, exactly. come back here right. or whatever. Well, or, and or even not have it because I'm in the hot water. I just think it complicated issues, right? It was. Uh, yeah, that was scary when those babies started showing up in the news. Yeah, that was. I mean, that's really close to home. Florida wow. ain't far. And it's like he was talking about Ebola. He's like, there's fucking zero worry of an Ebola outbreak in North America. Mm hmm. Zero. That was actually reassuring when he said that. But I knew that you have to pretty much eat feces or blood. That's the only way to contract Ebola. So just a second, I gotta go make a phone call. <laughs> well, and that's why taking that woman and making her stay for whatever twenty-seven hour or whatever it was, three days. Yeah, alone. There was no way for her to give anybody the disease they yeah. were worried about. Yeah, stupid. Um, so tropical disease parasites. He yeah, was saying well, 800 million have roundworm, 400 million have hookworm, but I said 200 this, million have scabies. I said scabies. this scabies. I said this in a few episodes uh, previous. Remember, I mentioned that uh, most of South America has ringworm, and right. it, and they don't have asthma because of it. Mm-hmm. But ringworm is terrible. I don't know. I think for the amount of people who get asthma, and if everybody has ringworm, I think you take the asthma. If it's a choice. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently some guy in the States. Uh, 10% of the population gets asthma or everybody gets ringworm. Like ringworm's disgusting. Well, any, dude, anytime you say worm, that's terrible. Terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned something, though, about the, uh, the yokels there who get that disease. What did they call it? Um, 
it was some disease, some some sort of um, microbe or whatever, and it made makes them lazy, and that's why they would say all the the yeah, yokels yeah. were lazy. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, I wish I could remember what the name of it was. Anyways, uh, and Lyme disease. I mean, that's just the one that's the closest to home for us. We talked about that, and if it turns out, uh, Avril Lavigne got that. I think. Yeah, she's had it. Ruined her life. The past like ruined her eight life. years or whatever. And she's rich. No, so. that's not what ruined her life. Marrying what's his name from Nickelback <laughs> is what ruined Pump her the brakes. Oh, that's hilarious. Um, but so sorry, back to that whole um the hillbillies there. So that's where that whole slack jawed yokel thing comes from because it actually would like make your jaw looser or I don't know about that, but I just remember them saying there was a direct correlation to like the mm-hmm. the parasite and slowed whatever so it's not their fault from being the south (laughs) and all tick-borne diseases are on the rise because of climate Uh, change change, so i guess they're not on the rise right oil (laughs) yeah and malaria is back in greece and italy i mean again i know that's nowhere close to us but those are yeah but those kill 100 million people and no, yeah, time. no, I was going to say those are, those aren't like third world countries. I know you don't like that term. Yeah. No, those it's not, are, I don't like that. Those term, aren't but, poor countries. Well, I know yeah. Greece is, but they're still, you know, in the yeah. crux of it. Greece is in a lot of trouble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Greece is, aren't they burning shit again over there? They never should have had the Olympics that broke them. I don't think anyone should have the Olympics anymore. It's never good for anybody. They should be in the same place. Well, they should just, I think, yeah, okay, that's a good idea. Just do it in this, in like, do it where they already have the infrastructure. Infrastructure, everything set you know up. Where, yeah, nothing you to You know build. where it should be every year? Where? Vatican City. Okay. The, just make it non-Catholic. Scrap you know? the church. Sorry, I'm just do. thinking of a place that's big enough for the Olympics, but uh, then you don't have to worry about like, oh, this country's going to be angry because this country got it, you know? All the stadiums and events. I'm are just so curious gold. where they're going to put all the stadiums and shit. Okay, maybe they- not Vatican City. Somewhere a little bigger than Vatican City. Uh, Monaco. I don't know. Luxembourg. Somewhere <laughs> tiny. but that, And then they have it every year in the same place. You only have to build the bobsled course once. Yeah, I just think any... I mean, you know what? Now that I think about it, like Vancouver did... Oh, no, they didn't have the infrastructure. Never mind. Yeah, it's it's stupid having the Olympics. It's going to cost your country a fucking dumb amount of money. They're fun when they landing, except for that bomb. So they could be on land as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, the pipe bomb. I forgot about that. I Yeah, I don't know. The Olympics are fucking stupid. They should just do the Special Olympics. I think the Special Olympics make sense. Those are the real heroes. They don't know wear capes. Yeah. I don't know if I like the. I think I like the summer more than the Olympics. There's one bike race in the summer that's just the. It's the street the one, course, the velodrome. No, no, no. It's one race, one heat through the city. Oh, really? A, like in the Olympics? Yeah, the one in Brazil, fourteen people didn't finish. Like it's always like this crazy road course. So it's like the Red Bull road course type shit. Yeah, and it's insane. Yeah, yeah, those it's, are crazy. It's really yeah. insane. But it, it's there aren't heats because it's so dangerous. There's only one event, and it's like winner takes all. Sick. Yeah, so I like that. I like the running. I like the bike one in the village. That thing is fucking nuts. Those people are crazy. And they make it look easy. Like, I don't think that'd be hard to do that. I think it'd be impossible to do that. Yeah, we'll move on. Just as a closing note. Yeah, um, Great subway. (laughs) I think it's, it's just another scary thing when there are diseases that won't have vaccines made for them because there's no money to be made. 
Yeah, right? well, I mean, they're you, never, they're never going to make a that's vaccine. That's not a great for closing it. topic, Simon. We could talk about this forever. I mean, well, I, I just, I, I think it sums it all up, right? If well, it's, no, but if you it's got, not your problem, like really close to home, you're just not going to do shit about it. No, but, I think people need to realize that, like, you can be, like, you can hate pharmaceutical companies all you want, but them selling all these antidepressants and fucking opiates pays for. But it doesn't. That it should, but it doesn't because they just don't make those vaccines. Th- those vaccines just yeah. Hey, for, I know what you're talking about for the ultra ring, poor ringworm. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean that's a bad one because they probably do have a vaccine for it. But what you're trying to say is if there's no one to buy the drug, if there's no one to pay for the drug, they're not going to bother making, making the drug. It. That's exactly. what you're saying. That was my point. Yeah, yeah. which is wild. But at the end of the day, wild. We're, we're I mean, you would think with trillion dollar profits, you could just fucking throw a bit at. And that's why we need a human council. Something bigger than all the governments. They tried that. It's called the UN. It doesn't do shit. <laughs> Didn't work out too well. Um, yeah. But I'm just not afraid of diseases. Like I'd the, be, I'd be there more might fr- be one that we're not afraid of. of the uh, climate change than diseases. Just in my, in my general ignorance. I, I maybe this guy maybe think about it for a second, but I'm not worried. If I get it, I get it. First world problem. <clears throat> all right, no, third no, world problem. No kid problem. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Uh, rate the episode. Well, we didn't rate the week. We did not rate the week. Wow. I, I kept trying to jump in, but I, I, I was I thrown off the whole time. I'm sorry. That I'm was sorry. my bad. I'm sorry. I guess we'll start by rating this episode, and then we'll rate the week. Way off. Simon, what did you rate this episode? I will give this episode a three and a half. Kamar. Two. I agree with Simon. It's a three and a half, in my opinion. It was, uh, it was good. It was in, full of information. A bit frustrating at times final thoughts on him i mean i thought he was just fine i don't i didn't see the terrible orator like uh kamar did but uh he did just seem a little frustrated and i find when you you're frustrated when you're on the rogan show it sounds like you're whining so it came across a little whiny but uh that would be my only concern that's a good way i comment i would never listen to him again if i didn't have to i mean if you're saying that i i feel like it's got to be frustrating like he's fighting an uphill battle that for all intents and purposes, he seems like, I don't know. It seems like he's won the battle. Like I was saying, most people yeah, vaccinate their again, kids. Again, to me, it doesn't seem like an uphill battle because they're not a very big percentage of people who aren't. But I guess he's right. If there's that much crap about it on the internet and that much crap, you know, documentaries, then there must be something that we're just not seeing or not I'm just saying, Simon, to see. whether it's a large percent of the population or small, we have a friend, all of us, a mutual friend. It's impossible to argue with him because he just has the most ridiculous opinions. And he'll, right here, man. <laughs> we all know who I'm talking about, I hope. And I gotcha. You know what I mean? Like arguing with him is just it, it. It's like banging your head against a wall. But even he is not an anti-vaxxer. Dude, I <laughs> let's move on. Time, yeah. All right. Good. Done. <clears throat> well, let's rate the week real quick. Just stepping back a half hour. Is that the first thing we do? Normally. Yeah. Normally we rate the week first. All right, good. You'd think 22 episodes in we'd fucking get this, but nope. Simon rate the week. please. I rate the week a three and a half as well. Okay. Straight three. Straight three. Uh, yeah, I think. No, I'm going. You said three? Just a three. I'm going to go two and a half. There. Simon liked it more than us. Good old, go. good old fucking radio silence. I always keep it clean. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, move on to the next one. All right. Well, my apologies to the so, listeners. So, uh, 
1262 Pat McNamara. Hello. This guy was badass. What he, was he, Kamar? He was a cross between Jocko Wilnick and Andy Stump. He was yeah. a 28-year-old, no, 22-year-old veteran of the special ops. Yeah. Did you say 22? 22 years he served. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he's not 22 years old. He's 54 years old, That's but right. in the best shape of his life, in the best space of his life, he, I, I really, this was probably the episode of the week for me. I found him quite inspiring. Wow. We, <laughs> this is we my just, le- we run on my the least favorite yeah. of the week. I hate these guys. Yeah. No one makes me feel worse about myself than these guys. No one. Yeah, but he was in Nowheresville at 48. But he they wasn't even around. telling like good army stories. Well, I, you know what I was thinking? I don't think they tell those stories. I don't. I don't think they like to talk about it. Unless no, they don't. I know that for to, a fact. Unless you're talking to another stories. person who served, you don't talk about stuff like that. Which disappointing. I would love to hear like this guy must have been in the shit. <laughs> but he was just a driven like. If I was a soldier, I was like, "You're fighting with this guy." I was like, "Good, I, I like this guy." That, that's true. He, he would be a good guy to have. He as just seemed like a sure. your guy. teammate. Well, what did he say? He said, "I uh, I jumped on my uh, motocross bike to drive to work." And T-boned a deer, flew 30 feet through the air. Shot it three times before I hit it. Nothing <laughs> gives away. He, he was that, that type of guy. That's what he, he taught, right? he fucked himself up. Uh, but who drives their motocross bike to work? <laughs> Pat McMara. Yeah. Just the fact that if I'm 43, in five years, I could turn around and be like that guy. Possibly if I bought into what he's talking about. So my first note was about the deer. My second note doesn't come for like many minutes into this podcast where I just said, I'm so bored of fitness. So <laughs> there is that it's this episode was a lot of fitness. You definitely could start this episode around hour one. Listen, if you're looking and skip all of that, if, if you're you looking to. to improve your life or you're into fitness already and trying to improve your life, this is a good podcast. It's for a you. self-help podcast for sure. Uh, if you're a fucking useless, lazy fuck like I am, probably not the podcast for you. You might want to skip this one. The one uh, part of his training that did sound interesting was the tactical... Uh, the gun shit. Yeah, you're running yeah, around yeah. with the gun, you're dodging shit, you're moving, you're shooting. He called it, it, it was apocalypse training, apocalypse right? Apocalypse training. Yeah, I yeah. like that. I could, do like 50 push-ups and then a bunch of no, curls. you and see, I don't want the curls, I don't want the push-ups. I don't want to drag any balls. No, but I, he was doing that and then shooting. I know, I'm saying, I would like something gotcha, that okay. was geared towards surviving the apocalypse, but without all the heavy lifting. More just I love how you think the apocalypse is just shooting guns. No, there's going to be lifting and stuff, and I'll do that. Uh, I'll do the farming, and I'll do what... (laughs) That's what I'm talking about, Kamar. Do you know how to drive standard? Yes, I do. Okay. That's part of the apocalypse, too? Well, I think anyone in in the apocalypse, you don't want to be running from a car and not stall out. (laughs) Oh, yeah, and (laughs) chances are you're going to have to hijack trucks and stuff, and they're all standard. If you're going to start collecting your water and shit and all that stuff. I'm a renaissance man. Make sure you know how to drive standard. Yeah, I'd I'd be all right in the apocalypse. Can you drive standard? You stick with me, kid. (laughs) Stick with me. I can drive standard. I actually, uh, I I finally finished Ancient Aliens. I got that out of my system and I started watching um, the fourth season of Fear of the Walking Dead. 
So I'm all about the apocalypse again. This is how bad this Pat McNamara episode was. <clears throat> He's got you talking about that. Let's just say he... That's had, what happens when the episode is really bad. They start talking about movies and shit. So <laughs> and I thought we off, do the same thing. But he has great cliches and just good one-liners. And it hurt me in the dick and just talking like that. It was yeah. funny. He did have some great little quotes, this guy. Oh, yeah, for sure. Most interesting thing he said, I think, more of just a common sense for everyone to think about is all the good food is on the periphery of the grocery store. If you notice that... That you, was good uh, advice. I know for a grocery store, like it's vegetables, cheeses, meats, bread. Yeah, milks, frozen shit, and then you go right to the cash. And meat, but everything in the middle is not good for you. But what do you mean? The bakery is on the outside, and that's where I get stuck all the time. Yeah, I think he's just, he's just, you probably don't want to go to the bakery for processed food. No, no, it it seemed like a good good suggestion. I'd like to know if they were just over covering that he also did some sort of chemicals or something, if that helped. So so I know when I'm trying to get like him and it's not working, it's it's not my fault. It's because I don't have the Are we talking about steroids? Human growth, whatever you want. Mm. HGH, A couple of good quotes this guy had. Uh, Shaking like a dog shitting sand spurs. That was good. I like that. Shaking like a dog shit. And uh, he said, uh, every night is Saturday night, but every morning is Monday morning. That's that how his is wife good advice. Yeah. Uh, that, that, that subs this guy up. I really enjoyed him. Even though it was a self-help workout one. Yeah, he, at least with this guy, he did a lot of crazy exercise, but he was also like, I do that so I can go and drink and smoke and eat and do all the shit I want to do. Just yeah. I, could, I could dig that, I guess. And it's crazy that he has a huge online presence up and coming, you know what I mean? That he doesn't know anything about it, just knows what people like, and uh, I guess his wife posts everything for him. But I have taken one thing this guy said, and I started doing it right away, which was when I wake up in the morning, I just drink as much water oh, as I possibly can. He said I drinks a quart. I, believe I, w- a I drink until I can't drink anymore <laughs> because I might go the whole day and not drink water again. Once you get in the zone, you're yeah, like, I you know, water, so get I just in, like get to away. get it in, get it done. And you started that since listening to this episode? Correct. Have you noticed any uh, improvements in your life by it? He's pissing a lot more. I am pissing a lot more. Yeah. But you're not as tired. I find a way to de- dehydrated one of the first things is I'm a little you, lethargic. You don't stuff. even notice, but uh, no, I think I got to drink water all through the day. I think it's great that I'm taking a lot in at the beginning, but I don't think that you don't you don't store that for the day. I think I got to keep. Oh yeah, drinking you sweat water. it out, you piss it out, but your blood just thickens up and you get tired. Hmm. Um. Don't worry, Simon. There's not much, man. This guy. This is not a great episode. Thank you. I'm still arguing that it was the best of those guys. Yeah. Oh, that's fine. You of, love this, of, of so any, start talking. Of, of any of those guys that Goggins. I'll agree with you, 100%. Stump. Sure. Wilnick. Yeah. I can't think of any because I try not to listen to those episodes. But yeah. just it, it, the fact that he said, I have to have four pints, you know, something, something craft, something He organic. just seemed more human. Yeah. Less like a robot. Did you watch it, though? I didn't watch it. No, I didn't watch any of this week's. Oh. You, I listened to all of them. He's got his goatee's a little intense, but he's like. He was like in the zone trying to think like when uh, Joe was talking about him, the work they do with people with uh, MS or something, he was saying, because shooting and concentrating just helps their brain or whatever. But he was really trying to like form his thoughts and stuff because he didn't know what he was going to talk about. Do you think maybe, possibly, he used to have a stutter? Maybe, but I don't think anyone would call him on it. (laughs) He's killed somebody, I'm sure. (laughs) 
I, I'm sorry. I'm not saying that to be rude. I just found that sometimes he would like stumble over his words. Uh, he was but he stammering. was being very I think he was methodical in the way he was talking, uh, uh, which is what somebody would do if they had a, a previous stutter. Yeah, I might agree with that you. That might be it. I just think he was really excited. But I mean, you know when someone's talking to you, then they're looking up to try to think of the right way to say it. Like he was doing a lot of that. Like he was really, some people are just eye contact in, but he was really like, how do I want to say this and not sound like an idiot on the internet? Keep in mind too, Simon, there's like the, the Elon Musks and the Sam Harris's, like the real intellectuals that truly don't open their mouth at all until they've processed what you've said and have like a, a statement ready. You know what I mean? Like this guy seemed like, like there was a few times I know what you mean where he was like, uh, uh yeah, 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 yeah. Like, and then just got it all out. I don't necessarily think it's because he had a stutter at some point. Maybe you're right, though. I just think he was excited, and like us, he's not the fucking sharpest knife in the drawer. He's a human. He yeah. made human. I, I wish... My point was just he's not a fucking 200 IQ dude. Sorry, he, Mark, I he said Combat stories, but... As we're never going to hear those. They don't do that. We're never going to hear those. Then I don't want the vets on. Well, I just uh, what do you what do you want them to say? You want them to tell you about a firefight they were in where they were lost where they lost three friends? Well, no, but I mean, yep. I assume there. Are, if that's what it means, you have a hundred stories about the war, and not all of them involve people dying. Some of them could just be, you know, interesting stories about fucking throwing a guy in the latrine or something. I don't know, man. Listen, you know what's great? Hold on, though. <laughs> I think we're forgetting there has to have been someone has to have told a small military story somewhere in one of these episodes for sure. Yeah, the yes, the guy. The it's guy happened. I just from, I, uh, I've noticed it doesn't happen much, or Joe doesn't ask, and I guess you don't volunteer. By the time you shot three guys, who shot a whole, fa- I don't know what this. No, but that's are. what I'm. Yeah, I mean, it, I guess any story they tell on it would end up being possibly made for a movie. Well, I just like you hear stories all the time about dudes taking like a sniper shot off the helmet. And living and like they all just have a good laugh about it, you know, like did you guys see that the third frontier on Netflix the new one? Yeah, with, no, uh, where they rob Isaac, where they rob Ben the, Affleck. Uh, no, I haven't watched where yeah. they rob the cartel, but it's a it, it's about yeah, it's about four. Is it a true story. I don't think so. Okay, but it's just about four special forces Dudes. types. One guy is in it and then sort of has to get the back the band back together, so to speak like the expendables. This guy was that guy. Okay. Like if if you called this guy up, was like we got we gotta we gotta do this mission, he's ready to go. I, I'm sure of it. Tomorrow, I bet most of them are. Is there live GI Joe? They love that shit. Well, this was saying he was depressed because he got out of the service doing such intense shit. And just his life is falling apart with his old ex wife, and he needed purpose. And you can just see he found it. And now he's the happiest he's ever been in his life. And he sounded like a professional wrestler too. I guess this was my episode for the yeah, clearly week. So oh, I was loving it. If you're feeling like you can't do it, listen to this guy because he did it at 48 and he's 54. And I think he might be in better shape than Joe Rogan. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I told Simon today. I was like, after listening to this, I just I'm I have to start working out. Basically. You have to. You do. I have to. Just just not even for physical. Just you know, no, just mental, to feel better. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can I have to. And one day you won't be able to. And like, I'm 36. I got this. Like, there's no reason I can't fucking. You're going to be in the octagon next spring. <laughs> Dude, I'm in the weight class of like... No, yeah. If I started working out, I'd have to fight like a fucking... Connor. Yeah, no. That's who I'd fight. No. I know. We've been through this Oh, already. yeah, we did. Yeah. What did you fight, Demetrius? 
No, I'm not a Mighty Mouse. Dude, right now I'm 150. Like you're bigger than Mighty Mouse? Yeah. <laughs> Don't forget, Kamar, I'm 5'10", so I'm not like... Demetrius is like 5'7". Yeah. All right. Let's rate it. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead, Simon. I rate it a 2. Yeah, I thought you might do that. I'd give it a 4. Uh, I, I mean, I feel bad giving this guy a 2, but I gave the guy before a 2.5. Seems kind of like a dick move. I don't know. It's interesting. This guy hurt your feelings because you're not in shape. You can you can give so you the episode whatever him. you want, and in your final thoughts, say you really liked him as an individual. Well said, Simon. I don't do the final thoughts. I rate yes, the episodes. <coughs> Listen, <ridiculous. coughs> there wasn't that much information in this other than I'm a lazy piece of shit who will die young unless I do something about it. So I give it a two. And final thoughts on this, gentlemen. Just love him. He's in the he's in that room of people who I want to like me. If they met me, oh, he seemed like a fucking great guy. Always go. drinking beers every night. The one thing I can say about him is, out of all of these guys that I don't, you know, care for, like the episodes. This guy's your guy. He was my guys. favorite for sure. A hundred times out of a hundred, over like Jocko and. Um, Goggins and all you know he I like his Stump. philosophy way better than those other guys so come on Stump was all right as a human being two, and sure. with his Stump philosophies was not as good as him. but no. he but he's not a Stump Stump is like a no but I was saying compared to, yeah, but compared to Jocko and fucking the same. it was a much better episode than Dr. Phil but not even oh, close whoa. to Shane Dorian I would love to see this guy. Does, does that uh, fill the gap for you? Mike, that gets us there, All Simon. Right. Thank you. All right. So here, here's the meat of this week. Uh, 1263 Renee DeResta. This was the Russian bot lady. Which is now under, has controversy. Oh, come on. Start with the controversy. I told you. Um, well, obviously it came from a friend, Tim Poole. Told you. But now. Um, I said this to Simon already. Oh, you, you, you read the story? You saw about it? Oh, no, what said, I read this, to, this I, was going to happen. I said to Simon, uh, I said to Simon, I didn't read it, but I understand that Tim Pool has already debunked a lot of what this chick has said or is going to say. No, I don't think it's debunked what she said factually. It's the fact that she might be involved in doing it herself. So that she did the research, learned this, and is now consulted for other companies to help them do it. She's not just a. Well, why on earth then would she be going on the Joe Rogan show to talk about it? Exactly. Just as a false flag. She's got hubris. I don't know. Okay. I We should have gone with that last, not well, first. Hey, you, you forced it. No, no, no. Me. Agreed. Agreed. I didn't realize it was a conspiracy theory. Let's. I'd like to start. If Let's we could. start. Yeah, go. I'll start right away. Please. Um, so she said that this internet research place in Russia that's like doing all this um, has, she said, high end a thousand employees, right? Am I correct? Yeah, it was something like that. Yeah, okay. Let's just call it the high-end 1,000. Twitter has 3,000 employees, which we learned a couple weeks ago. I knew you were going there. Well, I said it when Twitter was on. How do you have such a big corporation and you only have 3,000 people working for you? This unknown internet, which I know is funded by the Russian government, so it's got unlimited money, but... They have a thousand people working. They have they a have third. a third the workforce of Twitter. So how can Twitter even compete? Like, so if one company is out there trying to fuck with Twitter and how the the system is used, and they have a third of their employees, they can't fight this. Well, even better than that, Matt, is if let's just, if a third is bots, 
and they're all complaints. <laughs> How are they ever going to get to the people who actually have legitimate beefs? Like it's, it, it'll, it's so genius. And that's one company. There but, could be 1500 of these. Why, that's exactly why a company like Twitter needs a, a department of like 15,000. Right. At least because one of the problems. And is again, it, you can't are sorry to cut you off. Kamar. I just have to say this. They make so much money. I, this was my argument last week. Go ahead, come on. You argued against this. The other thing is, and uh, there's stuff that Facebook is dying, but it affects the credibility of the, of all these sites. We're like, why should they even be on it if half the people aren't on here, don't exist, and half the people are well, at least fake it's people on, who are at least it's on all sites. <clears throat> like, it would be really shitty if it was just Twitter. They found out it was just Twitter, but it's across the board, yeah. so it's all suspect. Uh, right exactly. well the, the cre- it goes to the credibility of what these things are no no I, right i agree so with you so they should totally. lose money in the long term if this i'm just saying it's not driving you it. towards it's you're not saying oh well twitter is suspect so i'm going to go to facebook they're all suspect no there could be bots on mines for all i know i think you would have to believe that there are yeah. anywhere where people are suspect to be uh Listen, anywhere swayed. where there's public discourse going on in the internet there's fucking these guys are there posting shit. So I, that's what I was thinking about today. I don't know why people got to tell people they don't like something. So, but do you know the very first that's place point, they trace these bots back to? Okay. And again, I'm just taking her information as good here. No, I don't. I but don't, I have no choice, right? I don't think what she's been implicated in has anything to do with her information. So, so where it started was an anti-vaccine uh, campaign. Bring it full circle. That's the full circle. <clears throat> yep. uh, so they went to the place where they would knew they knew there would be the biggest um, clash, right? Discourse, yeah. And that whole—I uh, mean, he uses Joe uses it as an example all the time where they got the what was it? The two groups, uh, yeah, in Texas, was it an anti-Muslim and yeah. a Black Lives Matter and something? I something thought something like that. Yeah, whatever it was to meet across the street. Yeah. And then the best was they all show up and there's no organizers. Who's in no charge here? Yeah, yeah, what's I going? want to be pissed off at somebody. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Typical. Then they had to complain there. Unbelievable hashtag. Just went to the protest. Hashtag. No one here. Hashtag. Signs going to waste. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy to think that in a way, meme culture is having a serious detriment on democracy. Backlash. But this all happened over like a very short period of time. And I think that just goes back to the argument of that's why the rules are going to be changing all the time. Because the, you know, they're always, they're finding loopholes all the time. So, but do you guys think um, when she was talking, like she was like, and this is why Trump and the Russians are bad. Or she's just like, this is something these companies do just to fuck shit up. Uh, not I, necessarily <clears throat> for Trump or anyone. No, Kamara, I think that was a big point she made was like, you you can think this is going on while simultaneously thinking that Donald Trump had nothing to do with it. They're not in, they don't have to correlate at all. Like you can think, there's no reason to think that this company just said, or that the Russian government was like, Trump is better for us. Therefore, he's our guy. It didn't have to be Trump necessarily colluding with, and I'm not saying this is my opinion, but she was saying, like, you can believe that this is happening while still believing 
that Donald Trump didn't collude with them. And I thought that was a big takeaway, a big, yeah. a big important point. <laughs> I do think they're really smart. <clears throat> Pardon Whoa. me. <laughs> I don't equate. To, to me, it's not about Donald Trump working with them. It's about them it being is. able to game the system. But Simon, for a lot of people, it is about Donald Trump mm-hmm. and his presidency. But it's more to like why, or like what's their motive to game the system? Like, they, do, do they just make money off clickbait off this and they don't care because, who's mad or what? Because they want Trump to be president. It oh, doesn't oh, mean so that think- they worked with Trump to make it happen. And Kamara, it has nothing to do with money and clickbait. It all has to do with just, uh, just creating tension. But be... Sorry. No. That was it. Because we've... Uh, all the people have gone to these five major platforms or however many major platforms there are, we've made it so easy for them to find where everybody is to, to do this. Yeah. I mean, yes and no, it's a lot of work, like a thousand employees. And they even, she even said, she's like, they have thousands of accounts and only one out of like a hundred knocks it out of the park before the internet. They couldn't. Yeah, I agree. I mean, of course they couldn't be bots working the internet, but there was no, this, it's so easy for people to get together. Well, something like that. Right. Exactly. (laughs) No. In the want ads, you know, uh, get together, swap meat, sweepstakes. Yeah. Maybe it's possible. Columbia CD house. I agree, Simon. It was obviously a lot harder when you had to boots on the ground and people actually trying to create. Yeah. it's, It's just, it, but they have to it make money the off world the sense, right? To to justify paying the people that work for the company. No, Just, not a, dude. If it's a Russian government agency, it's like the CIA. Like the CIA has so much money that they don't. It's so then you think this is taxpayers' money, whatever. Well, I think it's just deep, dark Russian money that's paying for it. Just to keep them on their heels over there. I mean, Kamar, most people think Vladimir Putin is the richest man on earth. I, th- I think he's up there. There's some sheiks. He's definitely up there. He's got no, two. there's people that know, but they're saying money they don't know he has. Yeah, no, no, that's what, that's what I'm saying, but I too. Think, I think they don't know that he has $200 billion. Like when you talk about czars and sheiks, that's Putin. He's one of those czars. But there's you know? trillionaires that might have more money than him. Yeah, I mean, they don't know. They Yeah, they don't he's know how much He's a badass motherfucker, though. He's a badass motherfucker. Yeah. Oh, well, no just, just back to... Um, everybody congregating to all these same sites. And because there are so many topics, like, you know, you can go on there and find people arguing about just about everything, everything and anything. Again, it just makes it so much easier for them to, you know, ingratiate themselves into the system. It's it's like we're, we've built this system to enable things like that to happen. So not only do we have, you know, really shitty people on the internet, just being shitty, because that happens with all humans. Yep. But then you have machines being shitty too. They're like really good. How at it. is anybody? Well, supposed wait, to but ha- we keep talking about Russian bots. It's real people. These are real people doing this. It's yeah, no, but they're they're being shitty and they don't even believe what they're saying. No, it's of not like they're even out there. That's the difference. So they might as well be a robot. For better or worse, like there is no good or bad. There just is. Like I, when I listen to it, I think they're so smart that they figure this out. When they were when they were explaining the whole um, diabolical, <laughs> when they were explaining the whole system of the the thousand people working there, it really sounded like telemarketing, though. Just the way they had like a script they were following, Dude, it, yeah, and, like, of course, and the whole language barrier. Like, yeah, I don't even think that person knows what they're doing. They just know this is a job. The, like, this is no. I mean, some of them do for sure, but. 
if oh. if she knows about one place that has a thousand employees, why do you not think there's a thousand places that have a thousand employees? Because you don't That's need exactly that many. What I said. You don't and, need that many. And to the do one this she much saw was like top no, of Kamar, the line. And what Kamar, other countries? And like Kamar said, the next ones down are uh, significantly worse. Sweat you know, shops. sweatshops, and they don't even know what they're doing. They're just getting a paycheck, and they're in there. You know, typing out a script. I believe that's more than not. Find the two people it's, who are disagreeing and do this. It's sort of what's that uh, term they use? Diffuse responsibility. You know what I mean? Not everyone typing that stuff knows we are totally fucking with the American psyche and it's going to cause instability. Yeah, they're just doing a job. That's that, that's what I, I yeah, assume yeah. that side. I don't think you explain that. Well, that's considering that. The, I, I assume that those thousand people working at the one she's talking about probably do know what's going on. How many companies does everyone know what they actually do? Like, I guess. I don't know. Well, Kamar, if you're a telemarketer, you know you're selling a product. I like, worked telemarketing when I was young, and I knew what I was doing. Well, if you want to sell it, you got to know it. But I, I know what you're talking about. You're no, talking no, about the like, implications of what you're doing. I, the, the manager of this shop does go, okay, guys. It's another day. This week, we're really going to mess up those Americans' minds. Well, what the fuck do they think they're doing? Just fucking around on Twitter? No, this that's crazy. Your job is to just fuck around on Twitter? I wish. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that was my job. Yeah, that'd be fucking fun. Yeah, but the, the, and it's going to be coming on strong now, they say, because there's a we have an election coming up. America has another election coming up. So. And how far they take them where they like make websites with real people and, you know, Facebook page and they do the whole shebang. It's, so that person doing that thinks it's real, I think. No, no way. Even though the person who gave them the job knows it's uh, I disagree. Baloney. I don't know. I, I don't know the answer to that. We don't. It, it was uh, the story of how these these sites start out as something else and then become, you know, they get their audience as they, something totally they, normal and then they switch it slowly, right? Slow roll. Well, if slowly it they good, start, if it didn't have an audience. Right, but the, right at the beginning, they'll start introducing some ideas. Yeah. And then so when it comes time to Test like do waters. this radical flip... They know they're set up. They already know they have this built-in audience. The whole thing is very scary. You don't think so? Is Tim Pool in the room? Are you terrified? No, I'm not terrified. (laughs) (laughs) The fact that this is going on is just like, fuck, really? Another fucking thing we have to worry about? Well, you don't have to worry about it. Just, I mean, don't take any information you get off uh, social media. Well, you don't have to worry about it unless it's true that they are actually, you know, swaying elections okay and then can, that that can, doesn't matter to us directly but indirectly it certainly does so, so that, i can tell you for a fact sorry to cut you off kamar that the jree instagram website has a russian bot that sends us stuff all the fucking time thanks for listening <laughs> doesn't understand the concept of bots. now is that a bot or is that a sales thing they're not selling shit they're pushing an ideology okay there you go what's the idea no don't even give it credence no. But it's I not wanna, one that we follow. It's, it's very it right is wing. Is it I a feel, flat earth thing? No, 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 no. no. That would we be just, awesome. We got a ton of shit. <laughs> no, I was just saying, um, and like you said, we got you want to talk about the end, but this woman is accused of using these tactics herself. Like she's an expert in, and she's a consultant for companies that do this. One of the companies that they spoke about with uh, Jack and um, Vijaya for Vijaya. Uh, for. Um, 
seating uh, dissent, I think in the Roy Moore, Alabama. I think it was that election. That election, yeah. But she's working for a company that was doing exactly that stuff. Now, they're not saying it's at the same time, but she's an expert in that field. Like, that's what her... So hold on, though. You brought up... Not, which is scarier, but if, wait, if that is the truth. Not, even, not even three minutes ago, you brought it up. Maybe... Maybe when they brought her in as a consultant, she doesn't know what she's doing. That's what I. That's, that's what I was saying. That's maybe fair, she. Fair. Maybe they brought her in and were like, "We want to know what you learned from that." Like just like Joe Rogan did. Well, that's fair. And anything Tim Pool did, he couldn't say. She, she, didn't do this A, B, and C. But this company did this. She's associated with that company. Yeah, yeah. She, he's like a Rachel Maddow. But no, that that's scarier. If she if she finds out about this stuff, knows what's going on, and it turns out, how can I use this stuff? Not like she's not blowing whistles. That this has to be stopped. I don't know. Or said how it could be stopped. Did, did they even get to that? Well, I don't think it could be. I stopped. don't think it can be. Unless you're going to shut down the internet, I don't think you can do it. Vote for Elizabeth Warren. What about Andrew Yang? He's coming up. He's coming up. People are talking about him. He's got some buzz. I'm telling you, man. I want to do some bits about if there was an Asian president, what changes would have been. But it would just be racist, so I'm going to stay away from from now. Why? You could do it positive racism. Well, yeah, it'd have to be. It'd have to, I can say why it'd be a bad thing, be a good thing. But I'm not going to riff on that right now. She said there was a, um, a, they use Twitter a different way than they use Instagram and Facebook. More tribal on Instagram and Facebook, more hot topic issues on Twitter, which I guess makes perfect Obviously. sense. It's just, well, the way you use those systems, you, you would kind of have to create the dissent in a different way. Like Instagram is far more visual, more meme based. Whereas Twitter's more like comment, reply, comment, reply. As far as I remember it, retweet. And just to bring it all full circle. So the Russian bots would start blaming themselves as false flags. Yeah, like yeah. outing themselves. <laughs> it's, it's perfect. It's pretty fucking diabolically brilliant. That's what man. I said. Yeah, it is brilliant. 100%. It, it, uh, good or bad, if if you don't have that in your mind, it's just like so genius, and that they do this. But so here's the thing: she brought it up too. Like, don't think for a fucking hot minute that our countries aren't doing this too. The other way, yeah. No, no, for sure. I think, you would be I absolutely right. stupid to think for any amount of time that Canada and the U S aren't doing the exact same. Well, maybe thing. they're using her to do it against them. Couldn't that be the case? Uh, I think just couldn't that, she be a shill for good instead of for that's, evil. That's sort of what it's like is the bank vault. You know, the expert bank vaulter gets hired by banks at some yeah. point to, to, yeah, to, to make to, the system more secure. It's kind of like when the ex Nazi gets hired by the other place to build the rocket that takes us to the moon. Similar. Um, but hmm. so Jesus, I don't know if she, again, who's the good guys that you'd want her working for, or if she's working for a left leaning organization or a right wing. Well, the good guys in this case would be the government to fight the Russian government. And how ma what madness are we now that I don't know, man. I all of a sudden governments yeah, are good. I know. Is that crazy? It's that, crazy. How fast that brainwash it's happens. It's crazy. Cause if you're Russian, who's a better government, the American government or the Russian government? Well, well, Russian there you government. go. And that's a great segue into my next point, which really had nothing to do with this, but they kind of talked about it. Was We're going to be talking aliens. Kamar, no, no aliens at all. We're done with aliens. Uh, Kamar said last week, I think, and I didn't give it its proper due, but um, we know nothing about other cultures. No. 
but they know so much about us. Well, like America and Canada, that's a good example. We know America, America mostly. Well, sorry, I thought you were talking about the Japanese for some reason. Is that not what we were talking about? Well, they'll like Americana and stuff like that. You know what I mean? But not literally like uh, MV. our standard of living or how we look at stuff like that. Our philosophy, our government, like, like they know about our politics and we know nothing about their politics. We know nothing. Yeah. Well, what channels Russian TV? Exactly. Yeah. It'd take a lot of research and stuff to, to find all this stuff out. But you know what I'm saying? CNN, like they get CNN, they get fucking, they get that stuff. Like it's not hard. Everyone watches us. TV, we don't get so. Tokyo tonight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nor would we watch it. Well, maybe we would. I'd be interested to see Tokyo tonight. I don't think you would. I wonder what the top stories are. If they translated it to English, I would. You know, we watch Detroit. There's a shooting, a burned out house. Yeah, I wonder what the top stories in like Tokyo would be. Whatever happens in the the city. There's a lot of alien talk. (laughs) A Yakuza. Godzilla was back today, but uh, he briefly ran. (laughs) Dude, I think it would be super interesting to hear. I know it would be super interesting, but you have to understand what they're talking about too. But even then, when you watch the BBC, they just they give the news differently. Yep, like far different than any North the, American. They have yet to admit that the Brexit is the biggest disaster <clears throat> in the universe. Oh, I'm not saying they're perfect. Oh, no, Mark. they're hiding things. Their yeah. government is hiding things yeah, too. Of course, yeah. that's that wasn't my point. My yeah. point was just the way they deliver the news is vastly different than. So no. I would imagine the Tokyo news is also far different We're i love that we think it would be called tokyo tonight there's no way it would be called super fun hour tokyo tonight i was just going with a bit of an alliteration okay. I'm, sure, I'm, sure, I'm sure translated it would yeah. actually be characters anyway of course yeah so super happy fun time tokyo evening i thought she was attractive i didn't see her i did i thought she oh was really i cute. i did did I she have she glasses brown hair and glasses she, didn't, she did not have glasses hmm. she'd be cuter if she had glasses oh my god well, we know one more thing about Kumar. He's into glasses. So, uh, the Americans, I said to watch it, man. It's a great show. Very much like what they're talking about here, but in the old days. Misinformation? It was how they used to do this. Now they don't need spice anymore because they can just have Russian bots. How has Joe still not watched that wild fucking rape documentary? Oh, I know, man. How many people have to tell him that it's yeah. insane? Joe, you have some spare time. I like how that's what he calls it. The wild rape documentary. (laughs) Well, sorry. Listen, when you find out the dad gave the guy a hand job, that is the wildest fucking rape documentary. It's also weird that that's everyone's go-to to to get you into it. You gotta watch the documentary. I'm not gonna tell you anything except for at one point, (laughs) the pedophile fucks... Jerks off the the dad. The dad fucks the pedophile, so... (laughs) That should be enough. Listen, if you gave just this synopsis, the dad jerks off the pedophile, there's aliens, and there's a good chance the girl's still in love with the guy. That's enough. Enjoy. (laughs) Enjoy your hour and a half. He he still has to watch, as far as I'm concerned, the push. Yeah, the fact that he hasn't watched the push is crazy. I'd very much like to know if he's ever watched the push. I think we all would like to very much know. And again, if you're a listener and you've only listened to the last couple episodes or this is your first... uh, Go and watch the fucking push. It's called Darren Brown presents the push. It's only one hour. Kamar, have you ever tried to um, ask Jamie a question? Like, have have you ever emailed him anything? I think they I, don't I, listen. I, I, added, don't. I added him on Twitter once, but they, there's no response. Why? Well, there's I, no. I, po- I don't. Oh, we really got to get this Chappelle thing moving. I know. 
in a big way. Wait, how has he never been on Rogan? Because it's going to come up in the discussion. In the, well, in the Schultz thing, we'll get to it. So, But it's crazy. It's crazy. It's absurd. And we're going to get this thing happening. It's going to happen. It's going to happen without us. I think it, no. the, I think the Matrix think. has already spoken. But let's get on it before it happens so at least we can take credit for it. I'm taking credit. Well, we haven't done anything yet, man. I don't care. Anyways. But we have intention. We want to. And that's a lot. So, yeah. So, they had the two... Um, the two groups fighting sorry back to the episode yeah. the two mm-hmm. groups fighting each other across the street and they they do these things by having f- on facebook they'll organize events and then people will actually show up to these events like it's it's really the whole thing is is yeah it's just brilliant. i wonder if they have someone there to say yeah there's people here or they just trust that people say checking in you know when they they go to do the thing. So basically, they have one Igor in every city, just mm-hmm. like da. They're here. They're here. <laughs> basically, both, both, both sides. Both sides. <laughs> if they trick you in some way, they've won. And if they make you think that it's all fugazi, then they've won. Like, ooh, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh, yeah, it, listen, uh, it's, it's a, really a good way to go about what they're trying to do. That's all I get out of it, and I don't know how it's like hurting my life. <laughs> what did Joe, Joe said? Uh, on one hand, I'm horrified, and on the other hand, I'm deeply impressed. Yeah, yeah. That's and that's exactly how I feel. That is a direct Joe Rogan quote, by the way. Yeah, no, I yeah, and that's a great way. And to that's sum exactly up the whole episode, how I feel to. about it. Mm-hmm. Well, do we have to? No, we don't have to. But I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying, it's like, what the fuck? Wow. Yeah. But. L- <laughs> I mean, again, when you're talking about a government the size of Russia's and the resources they're going to pour into fucking with the states, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. I'm surprised. Like you said, she she went to this one. I assume well, they're it, everywhere. And the stat she gave was like, oh, they spend 18 million. Yeah, fuck you, man. 18 million is nothing. Like nothing. They're spending hundreds of millions. Like You're forgetting too, though. Kamar brought it up. They're probably making money as well yeah, off you know, of this yeah, shit. It, probably. It, it must be. Probably. At least, I'm not saying it covers the 18 million, but if you have a page Come that on, has... 18 million, that's nothing. That's crazy. No, but Simon, I'm talking about money you're going to make off the internet. You're probably not making 18... Like, I get that they have a they had a bunch of pages that... Well, have, how are like, they making money on the internet? Sorry? Well, because if you have... If, if you have an Instagram page that has a shitload of followers, yeah. you can make money off of it easily. Uh-huh. Yeah, gotcha. I just think they're spending way more than 18 million. I think that's a very... Um, oh, I agree. I think if she found out that it's 18 million... View. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's if probably she found that out it's 18 place, million. So go 18 million times 100. I was going to say times 10. These guys go to the Hall of Fame for clickbait. Like They're some of the best in the business. Industry sure. stars. Yeah. So, and what's crazy, Kamar, is in 10 years, they're probably all going to be working in the States for huge companies. For NASA. Yeah. <laughs> And and what should the platforms be responsible for? We're back to regulation. Well, I mean, not regulation, but should they be at least responsible for cleaning the bots out of their own house? They do that, though. Do they? Yeah, twice a year or once a year. I remember when Instagram did it last year. You don't remember the great Instagram purge? That's what they called it, where they went through and they deleted all the accounts that they believed to be bots. Keep I, in mind, too, remember. it's on you. Like I showed you today, Simon. I if you come across a bot, you can report it. Yeah, yeah, and, and, if and you that's don't, good that you do it. But most people don't. I'm but sure. But that's my point: is if you don't take the time to do it, how do they know? Like you can sit there and be like, "It's on the company." It's also on you. If you think something's a bot, report that shit. Because then it take lots of time. Nope. 
It's just a click and a button. Two buttons. That's it. You hit the little, you hit the three buttons at the top, the little three dots. You hit that. And then you say report as spam or report as inappropriate report as a bot. But like like, I get, I get porn spam all the time on my Instagram. Have you been getting those telephone calls where they're telling you that revenue Canada is after you and they're concerned for you and you might go to jail. Yeah. And they're letting you know via a recorded message on your telephone. (laughs) I had a live person. They were super aggressive. Yeah. It's such, it's all bullshit. Of course. Thank you, Simon. No one from, no one from revenue Canada is going to call you aggressively to be like, do you want to go to fucking jail? They're definitely not calling you on the telephone period. Yeah. Anyways. Oh, boys. I'm got, so sorry. We, I, for, I, for, got off I forgot a quote from Pat McNamara. What is something like experiences which you, you know five minutes after you needed it? Wow. You know what I mean? When something goes wrong? Anyways, he had a bunch of those. Though. I think you have to give that on the post, Joe, man. My bad. I don't think you can go backwards. <laughs> I I just, you guys expect that I'm going to edit all this through? I'm just going to take Kamar's little clip there? No, and throw no, 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 no. No, no, I don't expect oh, you to edit. It was a joke. I, I should have held on to this thought right now. That's right. I know, it's okay. That's right. But it was just, Write it was, that one on your hand. It was floating there. It was like, just it's say good. it out. No, this is good. We're talking about people. Revenue Canada. Yeah, it's okay. I like that the listeners can hear that it's verbal diarrhea from all of us. Was there an amendment made about to Twitter about ISIS at one point, though, where they had to do something to get rid of uh, the government stepping in. I don't, I don't recall that, but mm. that was very interesting. What ISIS got away with on Twitter. So I don't want to jump back five episodes, but you just brought up a good point. Twitter used Twitter was the one that said we're in many countries, so we don't necessarily have to use the free speech argument. But I'm sure if the U.S. government stepped in and were like, you have to take down these ISIS videos, they would just argue, well, why? It's free speech. Correct? But why wouldn't they take... What What part... What? Sorry. Why wouldn't they just <laughs> take them down? I agree. Yeah, what's the argument? <laughs> Maybe I'm fighting a stutter. Yeah. What is the argument to keeping up the ISIS videos? Whose free speech are you worried about there? I'm not, I'm even not American say- citizens. I'm not saying that. I'm just oh. saying Twitter. No, but what would Twitter's argument be? Well, but we've seen Twitter do that before where they've argued that we're not going to take something down because it's free speech. We've yeah, heard them but say that not when times. it was ISIS. We don't know. Do you know for sure? No, I'm gonna, definitely going to have to look into that. I don't know for sure. But it, it was happening on Twitter. We know that. So there must have been some outcome to it. I'm going to say for the record to any listener, anything on this show that I say I have to go look into that, I absolutely never go look it's into it. It's not yet looked into. Well, there's probably a 10% chance. Because it would be the Jamie who looked into it. Yeah, we don't have well, one. No, we but don't yeah, have any Jamies. There could come a time when we're having discussions and someone will bring up something to... To help settle our argument. Hold on. Did you guys notice too? There's there's a Tony too? Yeah. Who's this Tony? Yeah, he's he a security Tony, guard. He sent Tony out to get to the get, lighters. He's the security guard. I'm positive. Yeah. Tony's security. They have a security guard yeah. and his oh, name is Tony. Oh yeah. Right. Because when be, they were talking about um, the game they're playing there, yeah, he, they were saying like, Tony must okay. be playing. Tony's and, playing when we're not around. Tony's and, working out. And he Tony's said, because Joe said, I said, you could be practicing, Tony. You just make sure that door's locked. And uh, <laughs> imagine to- that Tony has the sweetest job in the world. Yeah, yeah, we'll move on, Kamar. Tony's job no, is... I'm just saying move on. We'll just no, no, yeah, think Organically, about. yeah. Uh, Tony's job is the best job in the world. Well, Tony's are in, I think. Yeah, we got to get a good in, in with Tony. Tony does have... You could followers. definitely do Tony's job. But you know what's funny is the yeah. second I thought... The second I was like, there's a security guard named Tony, I was like, we need a new rating system for something. How many Tonys was... But yeah, we need someone to fact check for wow, us. Wow, yeah. What can we rate Tony's with? <laughs> And it's just interesting, uh, sidebar, that because that uh, horrible mass murder, he broadcast the whole thing on Facebook for 18 minutes before they took it down. 
in the oh the guy in New Zealand oh that yeah. was that was terrible was terrible but it was on Facebook like I had know. you been on this morning well, you would have watched Facebook it. took that down there's no there's no uh, after freedom se- of speech for af- that guy but after 17 minutes but in that 17 minutes a thousand people know how to copy oh, that well, and way more than a thousand people but anyway but you're forgetting it, it took 17 minutes for enough people to report it for Facebook to go whoa what the fuck oh, is going on I don't here? I'm not blaming Facebook just in the breadth of that. the reporting I yeah, no, it's, yeah, yeah I mean that was crazy yeah, yeah horrible that's, that's horrible. what the, it's, it's all coming to man but that again shows you where it I think that's on you like if you're if you're viewing something like that live no no sorry I was saying does he do something like that if he doesn't think that he has an audience I still think he does yes he wrote a 75 page manifesto so that's a yes so. I he, couldn't I couldn't write 75 pages of anything right now he was pretty uh, invested in this I don't know if, if his Facebook feed didn't come up be like oh well anyway like that's that, a pretty crappy way to end the uh Oh, no, we're just talking with these bots. And, uh, but uh, Tony, thing. back to Tony for a second. Maybe we could rate people's aggressiveness by Tony's. We've got to get to know Tony before we do anything. We well, have he's an idea. a security guard. So yeah, we have an Might idea. Be the nicest who, guy in the world. We have an idea who Jamie I'm is I'm not or saying whatever. he's aggressive. I'm saying he would deal with an aggressive person. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay, we'll, we'll bat it around. We'll work it out. All right. I'm, I'm done with the. Yeah, rate with the this episode, lady. Simon. We need more about Tony. This lady left the episode with some uh, controversy. I give it a three. Simon? Uh, I give it a 3.75 and that's as long as she's not a false flag of her own trying to fugazi <laughs> us all. This could change with more research. Yeah, I'll, I'd give her a zero at that point. Yeah, that's kind of scary. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll give it a, uh, yeah, I think three and a half is good. Big spender. Three and a half is good. And uh, final thoughts on her? I thought she was nice and pleasant. And then the story after the fact, you know, which always ruins my brain so I, yeah. don't, I don't know what to think but I just thought it was like concerning all of a sudden not terrified all I gotta say is this I'm, I would never invite Tim Pool to a party he's gonna snitch on everyone he would just be the worst fucking guest yeah. well you know what just occurred to me he's not gonna take off his Tim Pool might not have said shit that might have been Russian bots too spreading this information no no the way, the way Tim does his thing is he'll read like three articles from Washington Post or whatever like highlight them and just say this is what is being said by the most credible by our standards, mm-hmm. news organized. He doesn't just sit there and say stuff. He shows the, which makes him better than most journalists, Anyways, even if he's a fucking. We're not rating Tim Pool. Well, Tim Pool's uh, getting a one. My, my, fi- my final <laughs> like thought on Like her I said, he's not getting invited to my fucking party. Is um, the same as my thought on the episode. She seemed really nice, but if it turns out that she's a Russian bot, then she's not so nice. Well, she'd be an American bot. But let's just get that clear. Or well, she that, could be a Russian bot, Matt. Oh, she's just so deep state. This but, like her name is Ivanka. We're just talking all she, Russian, but it's just the bots. It's all the bots. All the bots. All right, let's move on. What's the next number? Oh, uh, sorry. This <laughs> one might be controversial. Number twelve sixty four. Timothy Denevy. Denevy. Was this the Hunter S. Thompson this guy? This was the Hunter S. Thompson. All right. Why I, is this one controversial? Because I didn't like him at all. And oh. I didn't like what he said at all. And I just don't agree with him at all. I'd like, can I start? before? Well, no, this is fine. Kamar wants to shit down the guy's throat. I'm all for listening to that. But I want to just ask a consensus here. Because I maybe you'll agree with me. Maybe you won't. Um, if Hunter S. Thompson was alive, this guy would fuck him. Yes. On Adderall. So you're with me there. Yeah. Yo, you don't feel the same. He's, he's a stan. Worse. 
Well, Stan's is he's spent, he's not a fan. He's he, he's he sounded like he was going to cry for forty five percent of this episode. Yeah, his infatuation with Hunter S. Thompson was unhealthy, and he's decided to frame him in a way that he wants to remember him like his dad that never talked to him. Like even his admiration for his son Juan was second to none. Well, he knew the son. I mean, listen. No, no, he more than knew the son. Can I mean, we, he was like Juan writes about it. For people, so for people who haven't well. listened, I, it was fucking weird. This pe- episode was fucking. For weird. people who haven't listened to the episode, uh, a brief synopsis is that he wrote a book about how hard uh, Hunter Thompson worked and the integrity he had during the nineteen sixty election. Yeah, and he, and he was the one. Like he, he pretty much he doesn't care for the characterization that Hunter got closer to the end as a, as a drug fueled maniac yeah. and that it wasn't always like that and he thinks it's a crying shame and, and wish and, had been there to turn hunter around mine i mean i didn't that. get that from it i thought he was just giving information that he seemed like a really information driven guy and the fact that he said that you know i have a hundred pages of footnotes like he wasn't he didn't want anybody debating his information or where he was getting his information he was just like my point is like if you have information to give like if you're like the duck-billed goose has it he's honestly i was like this guy's about to weep i didn't i didn't hear that he just seemed like the guy to me that refused to admit that hunter may have had another part to him you know he would sleep with his corpse total necrophilia (laughs) absolutely any way to be close to hunter um have you guys read a lot of hunter any have you read any Hunter S. Thompson? Yep. No. What have you read? Fear and Loathing. Uh yes. I read I read I read an article he wrote in Rolling Stone. Oh yeah, I've also read articles, sorry. Polo. So the other like the other his other books are very much not like Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. And I read the article he did in Fear and Loathing where he goes to the Less Debauchery, you mean? Or yeah. no, the Kentucky Derby. That was the article I read. There's just a lot of focus on the the drugs and that, you know, the, uh, his lawyer there, uh, they name him, uh, Acosta is Dr. Gonzo. Yeah. And I mean like that guy is just fueling the fire, you know? Mm-hmm. Anyways, point is, um, he, he was more than that. I agree with, I, I agree with what this guy was saying. Yeah. But you're not about to cry saying I mean, it. No. And, and I also agree that he was crazy and that made him amazing. Like, Hunter is not Hunter, this, not not this, this guy. guy. No, no. I like who the yeah. I do Adder all the time. <laughs> Just to write it. He's all I can do. Yeah. Like, like he should come and done because I sort of think like I think personally my take. I didn't read as much Hunter's Thompson, but um, he worked all that hard. Found out it was all a bullshit. Both sides are the same. There's nothing. Fuck it. I'm making money now. I'm gonna get fucked up and wanted to burn at this crazy like. This guy thinks it's a real shame what happened to Hunter. Well, Thompson. he was a crazy alcoholic. Yeah, but maybe that's what he wanted to do. He did. He did what he had to do. He got, this guy also though yeah, acts babe. like Hunter S. Thompson is like the only. Oh, just like there's a million writers like that. I just, I'm not looking for an argument here. I no, don't I know. I'm sorry. I don't, well, you I just, got it. I don't think this has to be an argument. It's not an argument, point. Simon. There's a lot of interesting information that this guy brings up, whether or not you thought he was a good oh, dude. You know. Okay, that's so my caveat. So save that for the end. That's my caveat because. I want to just hear, but <laughs> but we're not Hunter here to just bash this up. guy. Like, let's talk. No, about I wasn't what he even said. bashing him. I'm, I'm disagreeing okay, with. Go him. ahead. Look, you're going to be able to do enough bashing on the next guy. I don't know. <laughs> I don't right. know. I might be coming with it. Okay, well, maybe. Um, 
Trump copied Nixon's speech. I oh, that that's the other, this guy hates neat. Trump. That was another problem. Oh, well, there we go. That's that's probably really the root of Kamar's whole issue here. Yeah, he's writing a book about Hunter Thompson. Why does he keep having to mention the president? Like, yeah, this guy was fucked up. Simon, what do you want to talk about Hunter S. Thompson-wise? I can well, see. I didn't know that he was so... Um, into finding out about that Salazar guy's death. Like he was, uh, this guy has a point. He was a good journalist. Amazing. Uh, That's never been a secret to me. Well, if you, okay. If you just see the movie fear and loathing in Las Vegas, I'm not saying just you, I'm saying most of the people in the world, you look at Hunter S Thompson in one way as a fucking crazy motherfucker who did all the drugs. Mm hmm. Like that's that's what you get from that Johnny Depp movie. Sure, but I so that's this guy's point is he was just trying to more. show. But hold on, I assume that I assume that eighty percent of people that have seen that movie know at least a little bit, if not a great deal, I about d- Hunter S. Thompson. I disagree. I bet you a lot of those. I bet you ninety percent of the people who saw that movie have no idea really who Hunter S. Thompson is and saw the movie because Johnny Depp was in it. I doubt that highly. I thought it was interesting how they talked about Hunter S. Thompson after his prime had gone to see the Muhammad Ali fight and uh, just lay in the pool, passed out the pool. pool. And then that spurred them to talk about the fight in detail. Again, nothing to do with Hunter Thompson, like Ali and Foreman. Every time that fight comes up, that's the most iconic fight. So cool that it was actually in the jungle in Africa. Rumble in the jungle, baby. But after, maybe that was... Ali Bumbaye. Once Hunter Thompson realized he got too drunk to cover that story, he's like, I'm a piece of garbage i don't deserve myself anymore and just got into drugs well it all starts going wrong when he gets beaten in that uh chicago riot there where the cop hits him and he says i told him i was the press and that's why he hit me he was in the thick of it yeah i was a young reporter and he gets fucked up there and then he decides that everything is bunk and then he runs to become sheriff of aspen because yeah. he wants to like get some modicum of control back. I mean, the fuck. Yeah, it sounds like he's just living his best life, and this guy thinks it's a, a tragedy of a life lived. That's, that's that's what I got from it. Well, I don't know how you. And my major problem with this guy is I don't know how you do anything about uh, Hunter and don't. Add, he never mentioned Ralph Steadman once. Like Joe had to mention Ralph Steadman. It's because this guy was enamored in love. Simon, he has the hunter blinders on. It's like I can't believe you didn't pick up on this because it took me ten minutes. Oh no! Listen, I I know he had the hunter blinders on. I just there was stuff in here that I did not know. Oh, about Hunter S. Thompson. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. that even me as like a total fan didn't know. I thought was really interesting. All of that political stuff with Nixon, him riding in the car with Nixon, like that must have been so weird. These guys were enemies and they end up in this car together, but he's not allowed to ask any questions. So they talk. the only thing they can talk about is football. Uh, Well, who was the reporter too? the famous reporter that he was like always at ends with, but they... Like they always ended up drank. Being buddy yeah. Or, yeah, I don't remember what his name was. I was thinking maybe it would have been super cool if he'd been more contemporary in uh, social media. Stead, or, um, like, like you can follow his quotes Hunter. and stuff now, yeah. but if he was actually like a Jim Acosta or whoever, a reporter I using social media. I don't think it would have. I think the character cut would have been a detriment to someone like Hunter S. Thompson. He was very long-winded in a great way. Like so I just so I don't. I feel like the character count on Twitter would have been a 
What's, what's uh, no, I'm laughing because he couldn't be on Twitter because he just had too much to say. He'd I like be on it. Facebook for the essay. Well, I just did you ever read his essay about uh, the letter he wrote to the judge or the cop that busted him for drunk driving? It's incredible. It's but it's so long winded. I'll have to pull mm. it up for you. Um, the Johnny Depp movie was good. Mm-hmm. It was it was a good movie. I mean, it was it was crazy. But um, where the Buffalo Room? Have you seen that? I have not. That's Bill Murray. Bill Murray. Yeah, that one is really funny because Bill Murray just is like like Johnny Depp does him so kind of weird, but Bill Murray, it, I don't know, man. He's, He's a just real actor. Like, yeah, I don't know though. Johnny Depp spent a great deal of time with him, so I, I feel like his he's probably his pretty close. Of him yeah, was, maybe. But you know, like Johnny Depp could, per- but he spent act- time with him later. Johnny, yeah, I understand that, but he was also portraying him later was he not johnny depp could act like us well if he fear and to. loathing was in like 60 something right because he's going to that uh race nobody was going to that race it wasn't the that was the thing he was going to that race in the desert but maybe that's before all because i know simon he because there's fear and loathing in las vegas and fear and loathing on the campaign trail like but they both both of those books are right around each other i thought i don't know this is after the nixon years fear and loathing isn't it i don't know i don't know Apparently, none of us know shit about shit, but as he, usual. Yeah, he was a drinker, but he did lots of drugs, too. I did not know that the Doonesbury character was based on loose. There was something. Mm-hmm. Well, not loosely, because he wanted to sue Doonesbury. So I guess so. It was, it's like known that that guy, whatever his name is, Uncle Duke. I feel for me, it was too late when I found out. Uh, Do you know Doonesbury? Like, when I was a kid, our comics in the paper, yep. that was one of them. Yeah, so I, remember, I just, yeah. I hated it. But I would read it political. because, yeah, it was political. I had no idea what they were, they were talking about. It was stupid. It was like Den- anything Dennis Miller said when we were kids. Yeah, pretty much. I remember Dennis Miller in the 90s, me being like, is this supposed to be funny? Yeah, he, he didn't He's want anybody now. thinking that Hunter was a clown. That seems to be the point of his book. But yeah. that seems like such a weird battle. It, it's probably you're probably right it's probably because he's an uber fanboy and what do uber fanboys do yeah defend their they defend idol their idols. No, yeah. and, no listen i'm not i i didn't particularly have a problem with this guy i just to me it, it was like it was almost like someone swimming the english channel why like why are you defending the, i get it you're a fan but like i don't feel like hunter s thompson has had many injustices done to him. I guess that's where I'm at. I feel more like he lived his life like how you're supposed to. Like, Dude, the guy's, blueprint. Man. Yeah, the guy seemed to Maybe live... Maybe the suicide at all. Like, he I, lived I, life I, through, I don't know. Well, I, I think just like anybody else, he probably went through his fair share of shit, you know? Of course, we all do. But, I, I, but this guy just painted his as a great tragedy and just a, what a waste like the end. But maybe that's what Hunter S. Thompson wanted. I don't know. Maybe it was. Maybe it wasn't, though, you know? Who knows? We don't know what's inside that guy. Well, I know what I thought by the end of it. Um, the Hell's Angels book, you, you never read that? No. That's a good one. It's, uh, it's famous. Yeah, if well, they sold 500,000, sorry, 500, yeah, 500,000 soft cover copies of that book, which I guess is a huge deal. I didn't realize that. Uh, 500,000, everything's yeah. huge. Well, in that day and age, in too, 500,000. Yeah. Well, I guess fucking... even now, it's even more if you can sell 500,000. Okay, well, yes, soft now also, yeah. Physical copy. We've gone, anyway, we've gone, we've rescinded we've back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Do you know if any of his books are on tape and read by him? I, will, I would say no, no. they are not. I don't think I would say, whoa, whoa, there's, you can probably get them on audible, but there's no way they're read by him. Yeah. No, of course you can get them on audible. That's what he's asking though. Is are okay. any of whoa. them read? So, but by you said the he author. asked two questions there. 
Yeah. He said, do you think you can get the books on tape? And yes, do you, you think can they're read definitely by definitely get his books on Thank tape. You. That's how I answered it. I yeah. agree that I don't think any of them no. are read are by Are they him. read by Johnny Depp? No, they are not read by Johnny Depp. Maybe that's... Can't guarantee that. <laughs> no, they, they are not. They are not. I don't know that for a fact, but I assume they are not. I almost look um, at Hunter S. Thompson like a Jack Kerouac. Well, okay, you're going to have to elaborate on that a little bit more. An iconic, famous writer. And I never Did read any books. Did you read any Kerouac? Well, I was no, but I... You didn't read On the Road or anything? People refer to them and they sound smart. Like, okay. I, I, I just don't think Hunter S. Thompson is well, a clown. Jack Kerouac, when you read On the Road or you read any of his book, to me anyways, and this is a guy who really liked the whole beat culture, I was like, he's the worst one out of all of them. I'm not impressed. When you read Hunter... Like when you read Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, you're laughing. Like he's a fucking great writer. It's like Hemingway, though. Like, do you have you ever read any Hemingway? I Kerouac he- was more. Uh, sorry, I think Hemingway was one of the worst authors ever. I haven't read any. Can we stop asking each other if they've read something? Because I okay, know sorry. the answer for all those is going to be is making me look stupid. Well, how do you want to go about this then? Talking about authors. Well, no, because we're talking, yeah, like, <laughs> just we're, assume we've read it all. But <laughs> okay, don't fine, recall yeah. anything about it. Perfect. Okay, fine. Well, Hemingway is one of, like, he's regarded as, I mean, it's Hemingway. That's yeah. when you talk about writers. Kerouac. For Kerouac, Thompson, you were more yeah. going, uh, his life, the way he was living was amazing. Yeah, I'm not talking about stylistically. I'm not talking about, they wrote the writers. That's it. Oh, okay, so you were saying they were the same and that they were iconic, iconic writers. Iconic. Gotcha, thank okay, yeah. You, thank mm-hmm. you. But he said he learned how to write by copying The Great Gatsby or something? No, he would write it. He would rewrite The Great Gatsby. To, to get the... To get the flow of the... Hunter S. Thompson. The pace yeah, Hunter S. Thompson, the, yeah. He rewrote, he rewrote The Great Gatsby like, like seven or eight times. Copied it? Yeah. So interesting. Yeah, to undergat- To learn how to write, but not even... The, it doesn't matter the thought the or the content is, just the actual... But Kamari, writing. it didn't make sense to me until Joe put it in a comedic sense where he was like yeah com- comedians when before they're comedians will like regurgitate a joke to their friends that someone else told like mm-hmm. a famous comedian and no, i was no, like it, i've done that a million times for sure if i ever want to write that's how i'll do it i'll rewrite yeah. the great gatsby so sorry my point got rerouted a little sorry, bit but that's just my back to the that's hell's my angels my for yeah, a second yeah, yeah, yeah. so at the end of that they were angry because they felt like they deserved a bigger piece of whatever pie there yeah. because so many books sold mm-hmm. that is a group of people i would very much not want to be angry with me <laughs> yeah just throwing that out there i don't he, think i don't he think didn't the seem only one. to care i know they made amends in the end but i guess there were years where they were not pleased with him they felt used Listen, anytime you get into bed with people like that, you have to assume that it could go south real fucking quick. Well, and especially since you know, like, Hunter isn't going to pull any punches, so he was going to write that book. At least that was the only thing they were angry about was a money issue and not the substance of his writing because that's out there for eternity. I mean, they're the Hells Angels. I don't think they're... I don't know. I think well, they know what they're about. Very like. interesting statement was, and this just got me thinking huge, was Hell's Angels got formed after the war. These men came back from the war and they wanted to get jobs, but they were unable to get jobs. So they started the motorcycle club as, as, a, as another way to be part of society. Does that sound familiar to you? White men losing jobs, coming back, not being able to get jobs and forming a new group. Sounds like truckers to me. Oh, what's it? Wow. And that would be one motherfucking big gang. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just saying. No, but the, uh, what hey, are you saying? 
I'm saying that I was just waiting for your point. That's the, all. The point is that when the truckers lose all their jobs to automation, mm-hmm. that's how gangs start. That's exactly how the Hell's Angels started. Men coming back from the war unable to yeah. get jobs. I mean, but this is what this is what ten people in the last two weeks have said. But I feel like that just took a blow last week. Those airplanes. What in the fuck what? are we talking about? Those airplanes crashed because of AI. So people were like, this is not working at all. What airplanes crashed because of the, AI? The Ethiopia plane the five months Air ago. Air Canada pulled 80 jets. Oh, they're all, it's all because of AI because what happens if these planes take off? Um, if the nose goes too high, it'll stall. No, it wasn't AI. It was, uh, let me finish. They built the planes and they weren't heavy enough in the nose. So Air Canada adjusted the nose to make them heavier, but they didn't tell the pilots. So when they went up, they went up to adjust for a nose that was already weighted and it flipped. But they're saying all these of uh, AI in it that helps tell the pilot, keep the nose down. And then if it makes a mistake of the pilot, like that has nothing to do with the truck drivers. AI killed, I don't know, 200 yeah, people. Was, it's pumping saying, the brakes on it. That's all I'm saying. saying that like, it's, it'll slow AI if AI is killing people. As we're about if to, we haven't perfected AI jo- to the point where we can... These jobs are going to be lost, but all of a sudden yeah. bad shit's happening that's making people go, wait okay, a second. But that's not slowing Amazon down from uh, hiring tr- uh, driverless trucks. Oh, you're going to have a big motorcycle gang then, yeah. That, that, <laughs> this is my point, is there's going to be an awful lot of... Matt, what I was getting at was it's all coming full circle to our conversation from... 10 guests this far. We've got to take that apocalypse course. Simon's Um, angry with me. (laughs) No, no, I'm not. I'm not. Um, So I guess all journalists are speed freaks because this guy just, you know, I mean, Joe was shocked, but he seemed to have no problem. Joe was shocked. Admitting it. Yeah. Joe was like, you, Adderall? Really? Like, he can't believe it. But every same, time he can't believe in it. The same and breath, this guy does it every day. Like, he can't believe it. In the I've, same I've breath, Joe says every art, uh, writer, everyone I know does Adderall. Like, all Silicon Valley. Like, it's a, it's a yeah. common known thing. I find that Joe gets stuck on people doing anything every day that's not weed. Right? Like, he can't. Well, that's it. Joe has a very weird. It, it came up in the Schultz just real quick. He He was like. He was talking about how he has to eat like a, an uncomfortable dose of edibles when he flies and that helps him with his process. Um, and he was then like, but I wouldn't suggest everyone does that because I don't think that's for everyone. And it's like, well, there you go, Joe. So maybe for these guys doing Adderall every day is is their process, just like you well, eating the... Sorry, that's exactly what I was getting at, except because it's a pharmaceutical and not something sure. else. It's, and it's methamphetamine, it's, isn't it? It's sort of like speed. Yeah, no, look, granted, it's probably not great for you, but... <laughs> we all have our fucking thing. <laughs> Just like the guy McNamara said, you know, like, you work hard all day, you want... If if this guy's shit is, he, you know, he... He well, wants no. to do Adderall and not fucking drink beer or whatever. I just, no, no, it's not like that. He doesn't write and then I'm going to take some Adderall. No, he does Adderall he does, all day. He has to do Adderall to do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is kind of weird. So it's sort of like he's uh, uh, chemically dependent on Adderall to write. Yeah, well, okay, hold on. I mean, I'll say maybe. this, though. In defense of journalists. He didn't say he did it every day, did in he? In defense of journalists. When he's writing. In it's, defense, it's a focus, right? When they when there was no internet, journalists would probably pick up the day's papers, read them, and then they would get on with their day of writing, and there'd be no distractions, right? Because you're at home, you have a computer, there's no internet, you just have a word processor, and you're just typing words. Now, 
you have a cell phone, you have text message, you have your f- actual phone, you have Twitter updates, you have your Instagram. I can understand why Sessions. you would need. Yeah, I can understand why if you're trying to write a 10,000 word essay that that is due or you're trying to write a book, why zoning in would be fucking absolutely like I work at home on my own schedule. And I can tell you, I'm not the type of person that should be doing that. Because like the amount of money I make is dependent on how long I decide to work per day and just sitting at home. I'm telling YouTube's you the amount of distractions. Or yeah. I mean, I always have YouTube on the background anyway, Kamar, because mm-hmm. I listen to podcasts while it's like I the work. Radio. Yeah, sure. But just in general, like if I stop to even do a bong hit, like who knows, I could get in an Instagram hole and find myself a half mm-hmm. hour later. Like, oh shit, I just lost a half hour of work. Whereas if you had a nine to five where you're at work, yeah, no, I mean, it's probably, he's probably right. You're probably right. It's probably not a great idea. To I think Joe expressed some concern. Like, really? Yeah. You do that all the time? Yeah. No, he was shocked. And he got a little defensive, and that's when I was like, I don't like this Again, back to the Hells Angels for a second, because <laughs> there was a one last great, did you just sigh at me? No, 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 no. No. Back to the- H.A. Uh, uh, so he tells the story of Ken Kesey wanting to, from the Merry Pranksters, wanting to, uh, Electric Kool-Aid acid test there, yeah, yeah. wanting to meet- um, the hell's angels so he takes them up there and then they give him acid and hunter's like we got to get the fuck out of here i don't want to be around when all this goes down but he's also with his family right and then they come back on their way back to the place and everything's cool so he decides to party and then he sees neil cassidy's girlfriend being run a train on in the bedroom by all the hell's angels it's a fucking heavy story man well that really stopped this podcast in its tracks why? Well, how they're they trying to figure out what would, what, Oh, yeah. Him deciding how he wrote it, and uh, a woman came up to me and told me about it, and so I kept it this way. Like, it was oh, just, yeah. That was, it was just weird. It was just weird. Yeah, no, you're right. right. That, yeah. that did get weird there for a second. I don't care about... You know, again, I don't this care at all about this guy. I was much more interested in just the information about Hunter. I'm a Hunter fan, and any info about Hunter, I'm down with. This guy... So. This guy this guy got too deep into him. But there was one point where Joe um, referred to him being on uh, doing a podcast with Greg Fitzsimmons, and they were talking about a reporter that documented a day in the life of Hunter Thompson. You guys ever heard that one? No. I have it here. And he was like, well, no, that's the other side of Hunter Thompson. Right, and then they try and live their life exactly like he does for the day. Is that right? No, you, no one can do this because here it is, okay? 3 p.m. rise. 3.05, Chivas Regal with the morning papers, Dunhill. 3.45, cocaine. 3.50, <laughs> another glass of Chivas, Dunhill. 4.05, first cup of coffee, Dunhill. 4.15, cocaine. 4.16, orange juice, Dunhill. 4.30, cocaine. 4.54, cocaine. 5.05, cocaine. 5.11, coffee, Dunhills. 5.30, more ice in the Chivas. 5.45, cocaine, etc. Etc. Six o'clock, grass, take grass to take the edge off the day. 7.05, go to Woody's Creek Tavern for lunch, Heineken, two margaritas, coleslaw, a taco salad, a double order of fried onion rings, carrot cake, ice cream, a bean fritter. Holy fuck. Dunhills, another Heineken, cocaine, and for the ride home, a snow cone, a glass of shredded ice over, which is poured four jiggers of chivas nine starts snorting cocaine ten drop acid eleven chartreuse cocaine grass eleven thirty cocaine twelve midnight 
Hunter S. Thompson is ready to write. 1205 to 6 a.m. Chartreuse, cocaine, grass, chivas, coffee, Heineken, clove cigarettes, grapefruit, Dunhills, <laughs> orange juice, gin, continuous pornographic movies. <laughs> Six, the hot tub champagne, Dove bars, fettuccine Alfredo. Eight, Halicon, 820, sleep. And that's a day with Hunter Thompson, who I want to remember. I'm not going to lie. That sounds a lot like my day. That That's very funny, but I mean, really... I'll send you the article. It's what, what? Hold on. You go. It's funny, but really, are you saying it's sad or no? I just imagine don't there's it? a little bit of exaggeration there. Why you said if, if it's For, towards the end of his life, why would that be an exaggeration? Well, then, then yes, that is sad. I heard Elton John talk All about that how liquor is sad. Oh, I heard Elton John speak openly about how he was like, I had five martinis within the first hour of waking up or half hour of waking up when I was like, and a then you're drunk all day. He doesn't remember writing tiny dancer or what it's about. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So greatness can come. And I don't know. I just love tortured heroes. And I, I mean, like if Hunter Thompson was all healthy today, and my like, biggest problem, 100 miles, Joe, I feel <laughs> fucking great. My biggest problem with this episode was that, I, I want. I would have rather he had wrote a book about just Hunter. Period, and we got the whole spectrum of what was going on. It was too. Political. I wish Juan had been on, <laughs> not this guy. Well, maybe Joe will have Juan on. Then you'll get a real idea of what it was like because that guy grew up with. That's him. what I was saying. I, I like. I'd prefer Juan's point of view than this guy's because at least Juan crying, I could understand. I don't think this guy cried, though, in all fairness. Oh, he was welling. Thank you. He was choked. There's something I have, in his throat. I, I want to go back and watch it just to when, prove you when wrong. When do you think he was welling up? Just overcome with his... I, I would say from minute a, 10. I would say there could be a point where he said, Joe, in having this conversation, I realized truly how much I yeah no 100 percent. he was just a second away from- <laughs> i'm not gonna lie simon right, i thought i, I was gonna get a, a resounding yes from both of I you get a i just i i tell people i have no <laughs> i have no interest in defending this guy like i just don't care yeah, do you know fine. what i mean i don't want to attack I didn't him. love him i don't want to attack him i just disagree i love with hunter absolutely. though so that's okay. that's I my love, stance i love haunter and yeah, i didn't haunter. let's I didn't do it like, I didn't like we're the done way that hey let's move on so rate it Simon, you start. Okay, I give uh, I give this episode a three and a half, and it's all because of Hunter, not because of the guy. Kamar, I give it a dos because it just wasn't the Hunter I wanted. I give it a three because it had enough Hunter to make me. Uh, yeah, go go grab one, Kamar. Take your headphones off. Take your headphones off. Oh, you should have let that happen. Uh, I did. He just, pulled it out just for the comedy of it all. Anyway. Um, one thing though, I. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say I, I give it a three. There was enough Hunter to keep me, um, to keep me in it. Yeah. I, it wasn't. It was not an incredible episode. <laughs> I'll say that. Hence my three rating. Yeah. No, it was not an incredible episode. It um, wasn't long either. I felt like Joe knew there just wasn't a lot of substance with this guy because it was only like an hour. Was it even two hours? This one. I think it was an hour and a half. That's what. I, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. They, they were all relatively short, except for Schultz. Except for Schultz. Yeah, they were all yeah, yeah they were all like no, under two hours. No, Duresta was two two and a half. But she plus. was like only two. 
they're just on the shorter side. Yeah, yeah, which is fine because there was actually a lot this week. It was good that that, that it was like this this week. Anyway, so final thoughts on this guy. I mean, I know we know where nope. where this Kamar, is going. Kamar opened with his thoughts. Yeah, just like so. I don't think we need his final. I would thoughts. love to see his bedroom and all the pictures of Hunter Thompson naked. You know, put your head on hot naked bodies. And stuff. I assume it's like a teenage girl's room mixed with like one of those weird satanic. Like he's got a pentagram with Hunter and like a doll or something. But that being said, hey, more power to him if he wants to love Hunter and worship him this way. Then listen, this guy's probably successful. He's written a book. Good I remember what I was going to say. I would be much more inclined to read a Hunter S. Thompson book I had never read than to read this guy's book about Hunter S. Thompson. Sure. In the political sphere. But that being said, I mean, listen, anybody who's making their life's work about Hunter is, uh, I'm for that. Yo, I got a JRE million dollar idea. You know how they can splice anyone's voice and shit? There's probably enough recordings of Hunter S. Thompson that you could get him to read all of his books. Oh, you just came up with this now when we were talking? Yeah. Well, I feel like I, that's actually my idea. You put the words. Yeah, it's I'm agreeing. I, I said it's a JRE excellent. podcast idea. I'm excellent. not I'm not out let's here. Like, well, right, let's move on. Edit that out. <laughs> so this gets told. Um, well, no, now it's uh, intellectual I'll say property. It's true, yeah. I was looking forward to this podcast <laughs> and left disappointed. Yeah, I, uh, Kamara, I'm a thousand percent with you. I thought it was going to be something it wasn't. But yep. again, I just I wasn't I, as and, angry. And I, I, I was probably too harsh and should have besmirched this dude. Whatever. You can yeah, think what was, he wants. There was some besmirching. Whatever. Let's move on. All right, sorry, move sorry, on. Job opening. All right, so number 1264, Andrew Schultz. No T, Schultz. Or Andrew Schultz. You did it again, no T. Andrew Schultz. I'm going to do what I want, man. Schultz. Um, where do you want to start, well, Simon? Who wants to start? Well, I bet you guys think let's, I hate this let guy. Let's let Kamar start. I yeah. bet you guys think I hate this guy. Yeah. Do not tell me you like this guy. And what was interesting is I heard him on a podcast like three or four years ago when he did that special. So it was interesting. Like he was talking about. What do you um, mean when he did what special? The YouTube he did this, special. He did, oh, he did. that's not, that didn't just happen? No, no. He did a long time. He did a special where he filmed himself doing five shows. Four shows at four different In clubs. a taxi. Like yeah, sorry. I thought that person. was like recently. No, it's been. Oh. Well, he did it four years ago, whatever produced it put it out nothing happened you know what i mean and just to see that um like i, I remember listening to him and said oh, well that, that went nowhere i guess he's done or whatever now he's on oh, the rogan he's pretty cocksure for a 36 year old but i guess he gotta be and have you seen do you guys see any of his material i did Simon I, watched, I watched it. a bunch just to be uh did you think his stuff about uh diversity and cooking being related <laughs> I didn't hear that part. <laughs> like where he goes, like, um, yeah, some countries have some pretty uh, standard, uh, some pretty abhorrent treatment of women and their rights society, but all their food is delicious. <laughs> you go to a country where their equality, you get Swedish food. You can't even get that food except for an Ikea. <laughs> like, he's really funny. And just him saying stuff like the tranny stuff. Yeah, yeah. He's pushing the envelope out there, talking with some pretty hot box. But issues and get the laughs from all sides. They like, doesn't sound like a ignorant dick. Here, here, well, here's sorry. the brilliant idiots is very controversial. Is that his podcast? His podcast with Charlemagne the God. Yeah, they they definitely touch on nothing but hot button issues. From what I've heard, at least, maybe I mean I don't listen to it often. Maybe it's, I just see the like clickbait. Here's my thing. This is going to be my knock on this guy. All right, I'm gonna. I'm sure I had more, but I'm gonna try and keep. it Yeah, I didn't a, hate him to a minimum. Amazing. Um, <laughs> So, 
everybody's putting out specials on Netflix right now. Netflix is the bar. Well, Netflix goes to you and says you have a. If I had a special, I couldn't put it on Netflix. Netflix is the bar. Are we in agreement for comedy at the moment? Okay. So if you don't get a special, if if Netflix doesn't want your special, then it's not on Netflix. That doesn't mean Netflix is shit. That just means that maybe your special wasn't good enough to get on Netflix. I'm just, my one knock on this guy was... He says, you know, you have to do it this way now. You have to release it on YouTube. You have to release it free to everybody in short little segments on YouTube. That's the future. Netflix is dead. And I just like, I know Joe fought him on it, but my point is Netflix, (laughs) make your special better and then Netflix will want to put it on because they want the best shit on their network. Like, I don't think that they're refusing people who have good content. Well, I'm going to start by saying this. Um, he's not wrong. I don't think Net- Netflix isn't dead now, but you'd be ridiculous to say, like, if they don't change something, the writing isn't on the wall. Listen, people, if you went back 20 years and said blockbusters in trouble, people would look at you and laugh. They'd be like, what are you talking about? There's blockbusters fucking everywhere. How? And then overnight, they're gone. So to sit here and ignorantly think like Netflix, and they are, he's right. They are $10 billion well, I, in debt. I totally and agree with that statement. But if he had a, if he had gotten a special on Netflix, oh, he'd be, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Course. Listen, so, you and I off the podcast, I said to you, I said, I have a problem with this guy making his own special. I don't have a big problem with it. Listen, if you, he special, I don't have, I don't have a problem with him making it at all. All the power to him for sure, doing that. That's what I but said. But then yeah, don't but. get on and disparage all these other people well, no, who are getting their specials on Netflix. Yeah. Like just easy tiger, you know, if that's what you think, if that's what, if that's what you think, then let's, you can wait a couple of years or a year and let it, you know what I mean? Like I just, I don't think Netflix would, you don't have to disparage one to make yours more, uh, relevant. I think they can both be good. I think Netflix would take a special because of his content. Maybe. No, I think Andrew Schultz doesn't have a tight hour of content. Oh, for sure. He does. From that, from that, you think he has a tight hour. He's a New York city headliner. Like he's better than any comic in Canada. Like for, for experience and material. I'm sure. Yeah, but I, I can't name a Canadian that's getting a fucking special. So. Well, they weren't going to buy that. Dave Mahez, shout out to Dave Mahez, just won a Juno for Best Canadian Album. No one knows anything about Canadian comedy. No, I know, but that's my point. So you being like Schultz is better than any Canadian. But I know a like, lot of Canadians that are really good. Like, yeah, was, that's my point, Kamar. Is he's as good as them, I'm sure. Sure, but my, I still don't think he has a tight enough, a tight good enough hour. I'm sure he has a tight hour. I don't think he has a good enough I'm hour. I'm sure he's got better than Ken Jong and he got a Netflix special. But let's, Hold on. Ken Jong is a household name. Oh, I know. So there's a, you know. It, it's like, uh, sidebar, uh, Carson Daly's show got canceled. Yeah. And this YouTuber, Lily Singh, got it. She has 10 million subscribers. Yeah. So last call is saying, we're just going to get... 10 million viewers now when yeah. we had nothing for Carson Daly. Like this, this is how this works. I so totally, that's why he got the special, but Netflix is losing all Disney stuff, right? They're losing a lot of stuff. So and, it's going to be interesting. And I can't Maybe believe how much money they're paying for friends and the office. 
okay, I'm not. I don't think he's crazy. I am not disagreeing with a lot of things that he said. You're just saying he shit on Netflix because he didn't get a Netflix special. That's right. He, and and you don't need I to. Agree. You don't need to do that. You don't need to do that to g yourself up. The guy had enough good things to say. I think it's worth without that. having I don't think he's to do to that. G himself and up. he didn't have to do that on Rogan. And it just—it almost seemed like he was insulting people who had a special on Netflix. But like, Simon, I don't even think he was g himself up so. as much as he was like, "I didn't get a special from these guys. I'm never going to go to them, and I'm going to do everything in my small power to crush them." Well, I mean, that seems crazy to me. That seems like the opposite of what they were talking about comedy is today, with everybody helping. You know what I mean? Like. You're trying to kill the network that's giving every comedian a special. Like this is a problem. You're not killing Netflix. There'll be something else just as good yeah. and better. Nothing. Not all entertainment. Again, dies. I don't want to argue about it because I don't care enough. I'm just saying I felt like he was going out of his way to insult things that he wasn't a part of. He didn't need to do that. His his ideas were really good. But releasing of- shit on on YouTube that sounds like a great idea to me. Doing it in small segments sounds like a really good idea to me. It's you full don't, of holes, though. You don't have to shit on Netflix to do that. Yeah, but the whole problem with his thing is like it's so easy for someone to just take your YouTube clip, fucking flip the screen, and then upload it, and then it's theirs. And that's there it. are all sorts of problems. But it's working for him. Like he's he's well, has amazing success right now. So it's like well, he doesn't have amazing. But success. he came he out on and, Rogan. He came out and said. There are only five working comedians today who deserve specials. Like, I just, I don't agree with that. There are way more than five comedians who deserve specials. I can probably name you like 15 off the top of my head. Five who, did you say don't have specials? I know. He think, said only five, and then he named them. Yeah, he's I think he was, I think he was, is that, I don't even think that's what he said. I think he was saying there's five that could like, that should sell at arenas. Wasn't that what he was saying? He was saying that specials should be a special thing. And when you have a million people having specials. Okay, but I think his point was more maybe there shouldn't be five. But I think his point was there's far too many right now, which I might agree with. There are too many specials out there that but that's what that's what you say then. You know what I mean? I think they released like 300 on New Year's Day or something. But hold on. I think the other thing we need to take away is comedy is different now. And to say like it's a special. First of all, let's take the word special out of it. There's nothing special about it other than you're recording it and you're putting it up somewhere. Right? We all agree? That's Well, there's different degrees. Some people just record a set and call their special song or rent out a theater, but Sure. But I, I mean like Louis CK is a bad example because he's Louis, so he's arguably was top of the game, but he didn't use Netflix. He just said, fuck it, I'll do this myself. I'm not saying Netflix is the only way. I know. What I am saying oh, no, is... No, st- stop. We all know. I've he listened, should talk bad talk about I've Netflix. I've listened to a lot of... No, that's not oh, what I was going to say. Bad. Go fuck yourself. Sorry, audience. Uh, I've listened to Whoa. a lot of people on Joe Rogan, and humble, humble, humble is the way to be. It makes you come across the best. Mm-hmm. You can have good ideas. You can have great conversations and just be humble. This guy is a brash New Yorker. There's a 20 million people like this guy in that city. I feel like his accent is put on too. No, it's it it's so not thick. It is real. You no, but come on. Okay, then fine. I, not I, his accent. Hear me out. I feel like he's a he's a well educated dude, and he puts on a lot of like slangy words that he know. Like I try to think. He's of an better than the the guy who got kicked out of the schools accent. Yeah, kicked out of the schools. The comedian Patel. The, oh fuck! You are still his on accent's Patel. better. All I'm saying is I heard him on a podcast when he was nobody, and he's the exact same guy. 
Like he was, he was just like this. He wasn't making money. He was on a podcast just talking, but. Why? But he had the brilliant idiots back then too. He was still making. No, this might've been before that. This might've been just when it started. How long has that been going on for? Oh, six years, seven years. I'll have to look it up. But anyways, he was just like this without any modicum of success. So I, I found, hey, this guy's still the same guy that I heard right. a couple years ago. So Fair that's enough. why he didn't rub me the wrong way. I really thought that he had some really interesting things to say. Like he seemed like a guy he who was philosophy. like older than he was. Well, he has a podcast with Charlemagne who has a lot of very City, interesting. Like, well, that's Matt's contention is that. It's mostly Charlemagne. It's mostly Charlemagne. I just feel like he's regurgitating a lot of good points Charlemagne. I don't know. He said some really good things like um, when he was talking about power and, you know, once you get power, you have to be able to give the people who have the right constitution to give back. But then uh, in the same breath, he was like really down on i don't know man because the whole I, thing seems very weird i to don't me. think netflix is untouchable i think youtube is way bigger like it's isn't it crazy how bezos has a whole network of Wait, like crazy shows but, that no one watches but just that is crazy. it's like a chinese city yeah. <laughs> what is he up to <laughs> that's what they were sort of talking about but i, I, mean, well, I think it? they have that much money that they're like that, it's not Maples, you tried to watch. That's on Amazon. Right? Marvel, marvelous I've, Miss Maple. I've tried to watch a couple of things on. So Amazon, someone's but, trying to watch it, but but they're making legitimate things that cost them a lot of money. Obviously, it must be like if you make art, it's a. But Joe loves uh, the marvelous Miss Maple. There, he tells everybody. And to you watch tried it. no, Joe. I, I tried, and then even tried again because Joe was so into it. I'm surprised they haven't sponsored him yet. Well, they're probably like, "Fuck it, it's free." Anyway, we don't do. have to give him money. He's out here pushing it anyway. Sp- speaking of how hard it is, it was interesting when they talked about how uh, Brian Callen's having trouble with his special. Well, he wasn't. He, nobody said he's having trouble. With Joe his, said, "Yeah, Brian's having trouble with this well, special." Well, with Netflix buying his special, and well, just in general. Well, it, that's what I was going to say. Sorry, just going back to Kamar's point that uh, you see, you anybody can put whatever the fuck they want on YouTube. Mm-hmm. You see, Netflix is. That's how uh, we have uh, Russell. No, Peters. no, no. But all I'm saying is, there's somebody at Netflix who's the jury, who's deciding who's special is good enough to get on seeking out talent i am not saying that that person is the person who should be making the decision but you can't really equate the two of them like one is a juried system and one is like you can put a special out on youtube i could it doesn't mean you're as good as somebody who has a special on netflix i just think youtube's way bigger but you also couldn't get a special on netflix way bigger company he said it want to be acquired so if youtube were to buy netflix I just, they're losing all their content. Oh, you're missing my point. Well, I don't know what okay. either of your points were. I'm just it saying Netflix matter. could fail. Of so course Netflix, Netflix will fail. I'm not even disagreeing so him with him. And he said, when I say something's done, it means like five years from now or whatever. That's what he was saying. Right. Yeah. Totally. But if Netflix said to him tomorrow, we want to put your special on Netflix, he's, he's going to turn them down. He's got to. He's going to take it. Of course. So that's all I'm saying. Yeah. So then, you know. Don't shit on the hand that may or may not feed you i think it's don't bite it but if you want to shit on the whatever hand, whatever you want to whatever this guy wants to do is totally up to him he's a comedian he can do whatever the fuck he wants he's fucking cocksure i'll tell you that but, he was uh, but i mean joe didn't seem to have any problem with him and joe is usually a pretty good guy at smelling out uh imposters joe seemed to really like him yeah 
So, but he was also on everyone's podcast this week. Unless so. Joe's losing his touch, then maybe um, this guy isn't as cocky as he comes off. Listen, I hate to say this. I When I saw he was on, I was like, fuck this. Because I just have never liked this guy. Um, but after this three-hour podcast, I liked him slightly more. Do you think it was interesting when he was talking about being at the comedy store and Joe asked him to be on the podcast? Like... That was pretty honest, you know what I mean? Like, this is what I thought. Like, you see, I didn't. Of course, look, I'd want to be on there, but I totally looked at it a different way. Yeah, I don't. Anyways, think, I don't, how would you look at it? I don't think most people would be honest enough to say like this is really what happened. Like, but he's like so excited, you know what I mean? That's very honest. That's what I thought. Like, it didn't make him look good what he was saying and stuff in your eyes when you saw it, right? Oh, I don't. I just didn't. I, it sounded a little funny. Whatever. I, it really doesn't matter. Exactly. I don't, I don't okay. Well, let's get on to the good. Exactly. This is a good. Exactly. What did on. you exactly? Exactly. He's like uh, a, a bit of a dick. It talks like a dick, but he, I don't know. I would never tell someone who invited me on like the whole situation that got on. I, I just thought it was weird, but very vulnerable. I don't know. <laughs> I, I I mean I didn't see the vulnerability in it I guess to me it just seemed like I also questioned why he told that story like I think Joe after like yeah, don't talk about that I, I but I was that. like why would you say that it's so weird and awkward because he's just so excited like he can't believe this oh, happening I, I didn't look at it like that but okay <laughs> so that's a good subway into Chappelle on Rogan because then it goes right into him talking about Chappelle and like, I didn't know they were, the, I didn't even know they knew each other that well. I didn't know that Rogan was in the room for the bird revelation. I didn't know that he was downstairs smoking weed with him and that Chappelle was like, do you want to open for the bird revelation? They're obviously fucking pretty fucking tight. They're, How has he not been on the fucking buddies? Because maybe it's he doesn't want to go on. It's possible. I, and Joe doesn't pressure anybody. I get so. it, but come on. I can't believe Matt. I can't believe it. It's it, it must be that Dave Chappelle has just said I don't do podcasts. Nobody's podcast. Maybe if I did Joe's, other people would start asking me. So my policy Listen, is. I mean, I just I obviously, don't do podcasts. I'm with you. I obviously assume that's it, but it just seems to me like it seems so crazy and i know this guy well, was crazy though was saying that joe is the new johnny carson but like it's bigger than carson but listen, not, not, not okay, every not everybody touches goes to go but okay what's crazier uh dave Chappelle not wanting to be on the podcast or joe badgering him come on dave come on no, but he wouldn't no, but i wouldn't he would he's definitely said to him anytime you want to be on you can come on i have this podcast come to, uh, yeah, Dave, Joe, I'll check that out sometime. I don't know. Whatever. That, Here's my, my thing. It's just, uh, <clears throat> wait, we just, we know that he stops into LA to do spots at the comedy store. Like he'll just go to LA and he'll just drop in for a week. When I was in LA, we missed him by one day. So yeah. hold on. All I'm saying is like, he's obviously in LA just chilling. It seems odd to me. And I get it. Most people that go on Rogan are pushing something. That's, we all agree, right? Like, but lots of comedians just go on because they go on. Especially if they're that's, buddies, yeah. too. Like That's it, what I mean. So that's why it seems crazy to me. And again, I get it. I'm with you guys. It's obviously because Chappelle's like, I'm not doing that. It's not for me. I don't I'm want sure, a long I'm sure call. Joe has never pressed it. I'm sure he's asked. I'm sure he's I'm asked. sure he uh, listen, offered. It has world. to be an open door policy, I but, assume. But maybe it needs Joe saying, listen, Dave, like we got to do this. People are clamoring for it. You know, maybe that just hasn't happened yet. If, if, exactly. Dave would say, Clamoring, <laughs> I don't clamor for anybody. Anyways, his next—he got fifty million dollars for a Netflix special. He's hundred. 
It's not money. You know, it's not about money. No, he has nothing to. I don't have, I have to promote myself. Like I no, got a show sold out. I I get that. There's no car. motivation for I, him to go on. I get that, but like it. The, the motivation for me would just be I you know a, a chat with a friend of mine that I don't know like what's our motivation I'd we say, just do this for fun uh, I want to try to get more people to listen but no, no I'm saying <laughs> okay for, fine for him like uh, Dane Cook used to not do Pentecost he just started like this year well that's because he needs to get back into the public eye he does yeah but Dave, Dave Chappelle doesn't, doesn't. He's no just, he's just listen is. I see both sides of the argument but we're gonna find I, I out want him. because I want to we're gonna try and make it happen but it, listen if, if we don't get him on I want us to at least find a way to create enough media or social media buzz where Joe has to at least answer the question yeah oh, there you go that's entertaining. did you guys goal. that's realistic that's what I'm talking about I would at least like Joe to say listen I've been getting these hashtag Chappelle on Rogan's for like three months now I'm getting them ad nauseum. This is what's up. So I, guess I have an open door policy. Dave doesn't do podcasts. At least then I could I could sleep at night. Because right now, after listening to this, I, it was driving me nuts. I drove. I listened to this driving home from Montreal last night, and I was livid. But have you even figured out the hashtag? Hashtag Dave and Joe? No, we haven't figured out the hashtag. Well, Can we so, jump back to this episode yeah. for a second? Well, this is in this, this episode. Is oh, is it? Yeah. yeah. I was talking because he talked about how because Rogan was telling Schultz how he was mm-hmm. like, yeah, I was downstairs when he did the Netflix specials. Right. That's what fucked me up. I was like, they're so tight that he asked him to go on before his Netflix special. He just doesn't want to go on, man. And that Joe Rogan was in the room for the bird revelation. That's crazy. Sorry, Simon. Talk about the episode. No, no, no. It's fine. I'd Go say ahead. Dave Chappelle has amazing integrity. Just like, nah, I don't Simon, know. Simon, you didn't watch the Bird Revolution. The infomercial. No. The second one? Well, different. the third one, technically. It's yeah. the one in the belly room. Fair enough. Simon, it's fucking incredible. Um, Schultz, though, did have a very interesting theory on Kanye. Which was? Which was me. that he's so insecure that he has to make really shitty things, shitty cool. things cool to prove how fucking yeah, powerful I mean, he sense. is. It is so true. Like as he was talking, I was like, yeah, okay, that might make sense. That kind of makes sense. I mean, Joe had a totally different theory, but Joe has to, cause he wants Kanye to come on the podcast. So he can't say anything that ends up being negative about him. You know, I think he's such a zone too, though. When he, he, yeah, preppy shirts, I'll make him cool. Like, he gets a rhythm. Everything, Netflix is dead. Blockbuster, like, he gets a rhythm. Anything he talks about, you know what I mean? Who, Schultz? Yeah, that's what I found. No, he does get a rhythm, but, I mean, that that actually makes sense to me. Like, look at the things that Kanye has made cool. The giant shoes, the, the fucking... shoes. They're like, it's all such weird shit, man. Anyways, Do whatever. you think this episode alluded to Kanye is now further away of being no, coming on? No, I think yes. this meant that he's closer to coming on. I, I, listen, I'm always wrong, but I stand by it. We will not see Kanye West on JREE in 2019. And now I know this is where it fucking, I see him like on tomorrow and I get fucking, I feel stupid, but I'm standing by that statement. I don't think he's coming on. Kanye has too much to lose having a three hour, two hour long form recorded conversation I don't, with Joe I Rogan. I don't think he has anything to lose now. It was know. so funny when they were talking about Trump and Kanye. And Kanye just talked to him left and then Jim goes, what the fuck? That yeah, was yeah. amazing. <laughs> now, they had some good banter back and forth. Oh, the one it. thing I, I loved about uh, Schultz was how much he laughed. Like he was legitimately yeah, yeah. laughing. Real, at, he yeah. was having a great time. I could appreciate he that. He was having sure. his greatest You didn't feel like day. some of the laughs were maybe forced? No. Wow. I felt that when he was laughing we at Joe's shit. We all felt so differently about this I think episode. so, and I like that. I like yeah, that. Yeah, no, no, I like that too. Diversity is good. Simon, yeah. light another joint because we're, we're uh, wrapping I this up. I will. Um, I have a question though. Do you guys, 
think that we'll never have another sitcom, another great sitcom. Never. It's done. It'll be on Just, YouTube. Like, is is uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm not a sitcom? There's no laugh track. A sitcom. A sitcom has to have a laugh track. Yeah, yeah. It, it, when I went to school for film, <laughs> no, uh, it was like sitcom is defined as three cameras and a laugh track. I'm, okay. I'm, 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 I'm like ninety. So like Kimmy curious. Schmidt is not because it's one it's camera, camera and no laugh track. Yeah. I mean, I'll pull up the definition of sitcom here, but I'm, I'm but fairly it's, certain it's a three-camera laugh track. It's in the track. same uh, uh, area of it. Then I agree with that, I guess. So if, if that traditional... Laugh track with... A, I mean, but then... Um, no, there'll always be a Big Bang Theory. They still make money. Big Bang Theory makes a shit ton of money. But TV's done in like five years or 10 years, according to this guy. Another interesting thing, Joe said... That but Joey people are Diaz still watching the Friends. Goat. He's always said that. I I think he said better than Chappelle or anyone. He always has said that. You know, I guess so. I just, I thought it was definitely saying it when he said, uh, it was the cutest Joe moment ever when he talked about his interaction with Eddie Murphy. Tell me, explain. Eddie uh, Murphy said, you're a funny motherfucker. And Joe, Joe was like, fuck. Like he was, he was, Oh yeah, like, yeah. You could tell like he was geeking out. Like giddy, yes, yes. Schoolyard. I just like Andrew Schultz. Then was like, "Did you go back and tell your wife?" <laughs> <laughs> you did. He asked Joe some serious. He asked Joe a lot of questions yeah. in this episode, yeah. and he asked Joe a question about his wife. And Joe, <laughs> like, because then I, I think to myself, have you never listened to the Rogan show before? Like. He talks about her a bit more than you let on. You say he absolutely never talks about her. No, he talks about her, but listen, this guy asked her, hold on, I'll get to it, because it's like, asked well, her like, asked something about her sex. Rela- like, he oh yeah, open if you date other women. Yeah. I'm like, dude, yeah. you do you know who you you're fucking open? talking to here? Are you guys open, you hanging out? Yeah. And I bet Joe's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, but this is what I mean. And then he changed the subject right away. I thought that was funny. No, I think it's very personal. And just, I think the... But he asked Joe some good questions. The way New Yorkers are, just they're so forward. It's like, whoa, man. Do you have to be like that? Simon, was this the last one of the week? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I just listened to them out of order. Joe said something hilarious, though, when he was describing uh, Elon. And he's like, some people are born with small dicks. And some people are born with huge hogs. And Elon just has a huge, huge hog hog of a brain. brain. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good analogy. Joe Rogan. It was great. Uh, I think another thing is I listened to this podcast driving to Montreal. So this had my most undivided attention. Yeah, I listened of, to it on the way of, back of, from Montreal trying all, to stay awake. So I was fucking zoned of in. Of all the other podcasts. Oh, and then they look at the fucking giant labias. <laughs> yeah, the giant labias that look like dicks. Yeah. Yeah, it got it got really funny. Them riffing. I just I, I will say they energy. smoked a lot of weed. Eh? I will say this, Simon. I had listened to half of the podcast on my own, and then. I was supposed to drive back from Montreal alone, but Mary decided last minute. She's like, I'm just going to come back tonight with you. So I was, I told her, I was like, I have to listen to the last half of the Rogan. So if you want to pass out, I'll just wait for you to pass out. And I'll listen to it. She's like, no, I'll listen to it with you. And I turn it on. And right as I turn it on, they get into the giant clit discussion. And Mary's just sitting there. And I can see she's like, just not really feeling it. At really? All. Yeah. Yeah. Just sitting there. I was like, I'm really sorry. I don't know what to tell you. Um, I wonder what could go on if I was a passenger in the position that to say, oh, I don't really care to listen to what they're talking about. I don't think that would exist, but maybe there's well, no. Well, and then the that, equivalent. <laughs> that shifts directly into uh, seahorses and then yeah. to how big the mountain's dick must be. It was almost like compared a little, to his uh, wife, his tiny little girlfriend. They, they almost created the energy of the Theo Vaughn. 
Yeah, no, it got gay. It was close. It just wasn't as gay. Running its hand above the water, but not actually getting. Oh, dude, Theo Vaughn, they were fully submerged. You couldn't have. They were touching the bottom of the ocean. It was as gay as it got. Holding the breath. (laughs) Theo Vaughn was, uh, yeah, it was. So you got anything else? We got to wrap this up. Yeah, no, that was pretty much the end. No, I'm on it. The last thing was um, when they were talking about people who bring weak openers. And I know they talk about that a lot, but I just started thinking about it kind of to myself as the guy going and because I've seen so many weak openers and I never really kind of put it together, but it's to make the guy look better. I disagree. Well, Hold on. I, I don't think that works. I disagree. No, that, that's the philosophy. I, that's the really? Because I always, when I was listening to that, I thought if I'm a big headliner and I know a young up and comer who maybe isn't like, maybe he's not there yet, but you want to bring him along to show him the road and get, you know, that's good sea legs for someone who's oh, up and coming. Yeah, no, I think usually how it works would be, you would say, just give me a guy from the... The local the club, the local. No, you no, know no, what no. I mean. Assuming that he's garbage. No, no. They, like I, Bill Burr travels with Paul Verzi. He opens for him. <laughs> everywhere. They'd be the last to do that <coughs> because the problem is you don't know who you're getting. Okay, I, that, that I don't think matters. Some bombs. It's actually just gonna make. No, but you could get a killer. But, but they may be trying to kill you. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I'm just from this city. This big guy's coming. They want to go from. I'm going to fucking try to destroy so he can't follow me. Thinking that way. You know, maybe do a lot of local references, do some crowd work. You just never know what you're going to get. But I believe what Joe says is like, fire the fuck up and then ride the wave. Like, Yeah. No, I mean. <clears throat> But I, I'm fine with both. My, like, I imagine it happens. I, I think it. Sure, I imagine some comedians bring happen. a shit act to make themselves look better. But I think if if ever you've gone and been like this opening act sucks for me personally, it's a bad I. Thing. Well, no, I always look at it like they probably just brought someone that they were trying to bring up who's not used to a crowd this size. You know what I mean? Like if you're think about it, if you're an up and coming comic and you're headlining, you know your local scene. And Bill Burr comes to you and says, I, you would do it. And I think that I would do it if I was the, no, I'm not even comic. saying you wouldn't do it. I'm just saying that to me makes sense. Bill Burr going, listen, I'm going on a fucking, on a well, theater I'm not tour. saying that Bill Burr would do It's not Bill Burr. You got to worry about doing it. You know what I mean? It's somebody com- middle of the road comedian. Sure. But okay, who you're fine. paying $40 to go see or whatever it is. That, that's, they not, should, they should not talking the, about Burr. They should have, want to have the most entertaining opener possible. I, th- I think. And then, uh, and follow it up and just give everyone a great night. And if you're thinking like yeah. you got to be scared of someone, like you're I, in a bad position. I, I agree with that, especially if you're charging people. Then I think you give them the best show you. That can was give my them. other big point. That you just nailed it on the head. My big point was, you should be if you're if you're filling a fucking theater or an arena or whatever, you should be obviously confident enough in your fucking comedic abilities that you don't give a fuck who opens for you. What they do, yeah. That like it shouldn't even that, be on your radar. If if you're in a good place, that dude, you've you've you're touring, you've sold out, or you have. <laughs> People that are willing to close to fill a theater for you, you should be at that point just like so confident in your abilities that you shouldn't give a fucking sweet fuck who opens. And it's uh, it's just better. It makes everyone better. Well, it's, it's the win-win. Then just that's really evil. If you're like, I'm not as good as I think I am, so I need someone to make me look better. Just it's a lot of work than just yeah. be as good as you want to be. All right, sure. Yep. Well, one last thing I will say is, if you were a comedian who was like a Stephen Wright like low energy, but still really funny. Don't get me wrong. But 
it would be I guess maybe it would be tough to follow someone like a Joey Diaz who was like super animated and just like off the fucking chains yeah you might want to then be like it's not because I'm not as good as them but to set up like for pacing so you're just bringing a different type of comedian not necessarily a lower quality comedian yeah or just, just different, different pacing you know what I mean like energy but you can say something or do something right off the top that acknowledges everything that person just did sure they're done now you can really turn the energy if, if you're yeah, yeah. going to get good I just I just I can't believe I can't believe this guy's insecure enough to be like that but I think it's like it's it's sure. cutting another corner anyway Simon rate the episode um please it's surprisingly I give that episode a four wow yeah I thought I was gonna like it I give it a four too I thought I wasn't gonna like it and I liked it I thought it was a, I give it a four I mean I thought I was gonna hate it I still give it a three and a half oh, big spender this week man throw all the big ratings spender. around fuck out of here seahorses are fucking weird though mm-hmm. man. yeah no they're the only animal that's weird we got a million weird fucking they're animals they're really out there. weird first anyway, Simon doesn't like the way uh, they fuck how do you no that's, <laughs> they fuck like crazy um how do you rate him, Kamar? He's a lot to handle, you know. He's he's uh, bombastic and uh, a New Yorker, and he's out there. But just knowing, what, I heard him when he did nothing, and now he's seeing success. Like he knows what he's doing, and he he believes in himself. So, all the best to him. And if if people are going to Joe Rogan, like you got to see this guy is really funny. That's huge. Comics just don't prop up other comics. I thought he was very. Fu- I agree. I th- I watched this thing. I was laughing. Matt heard me laughing. Yeah, I did. I heard yeah. him laughing. Yeah. And and against like, yeah, on his special or just on this? No, in, I no, just the watched YouTube. a bunch of YouTube on the stuff. YouTube. Yeah. You gotta see. You gotta see the uh, Matt, cooking. Final thoughts on him? Sorry, come here. I got none. I liked him more than I did when uh, the podcast cooking started. Diversity. So that's good for him because I really didn't like him when the podcast started. <laughs> yeah. No, I, and I'm totally with you, man. I, when this first started, I had. But what's weird to me is how did you? What reference did you have of this guy? Fighter and the Kid. Didn't you substitute yeah, that I one? Heard, I. Thought it was terrible. Well, it was one of the worst. Shab and his energies together—that'd be yeah. too much. Oh, it was so much. It was there was no intelligent conversation. Because me, I have and many. Brian's just trying to fit in yeah. instead of. Being but there. this, I just you know, Joe managed to keep it all in check, and he argued the points that needed to be argued, and he clarified where it needed to be clarified. But like I said, I, I think this guy really like he seemed really wise for his age, and if he could just like. I don't know. Get rid of a little bit of the arrogance. He's 36. He comes across as a great dude. He's 36. He's fired it up. He was very funny. All right. Well, good uh, Good week, gentlemen. Yeah. Anything in closing? Come on, are you playing anywhere this week? Uh, no, I'll be at the Lieutenant's Pump on uh, Elgin, uh, March 31st. I'll be Just drinking. Oh, okay. <laughs> you meant like just propped up on a stool no um good so you can catch kamar march 31st at the lieutenant's pump if you're in ottawa it's on elgin street uh it's at elgin and gilmore if elgin you're coming Frank. from out of town to see the show message me i'll i'll get you there oh there you go if you're coming from out of town kamar's got a hookup for you so message him uh as always you can email us any questions comments hate at uh, jree podcast at gmail.com uh you can follow kamar on instagram at kamar babar you can follow me on Instagram at Floydy, F-L-O-Y-D with five E's. And you can follow the show on Instagram at J-R-E-E podcast. I believe that's it, isn't it? Email us, Instagram us, slide our DMs, send commercial money. And we're going to get this fucking Chappelle Rogan thing up and running this week. Only when Dave wants to. Yeah, no, we're going to get the, the hashtag thing rolling. We're going to sure. press the button on yeah, this thing. We're getting this moving. If you've wanted it, it will be. Yeah, you know what, Simon? Actually, you are the one that needs to wish this into fucking 
fruition. I would very much like to see Dave Chappelle on Joe Rogan experience. Excellent. That was great. Powerful. Uh, We'll figure out a hashtag and we'll get this shit going, man. Yeah, for sure. Um, As usual, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for listening, guys. You can't believe all the listeners and amazing. Thanks. Yeah, for those of you that don't know, we cracked the top 200 comedian podcast this week. We're in the uh, conversation about the conversation. We're in there. We're in there. Uh, And that's all thanks to you guys. So thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. We love you guys. Uh, Stick around for the post, Joe. And we will see y'all next week. Thanks so much. See ya.